Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I don't think we've ever spoke to someone live from Serbia before. We've we've spoken to people all over the world. This will be a first. Ever. That was one of our things. We uh, all the time we've been doing the show, we made an agreement: never speak to someone from Serbia. No, but we're going to break that rule. Yep, we are going to do it because it's a friend, obviously. And uh, he was he was tweeting about this yesterday, posting on social media. It's amazing that he will be having. He was making a film, and it's based on a very well known story. If you know Bert, you know the story. And what we didn't know is that Mark Hamill is now involved in this project. Amazing. Please welcome Bert Kreischer to our program. Morning, How you guys Bert. doing? Good, man. Hey, I, I have no idea what time it is in Serbia. What what part of the day you are in now? What's what's the it time? It is one uh, fifteen in the afternoon, but I've been sleeping all day. Okay. okay, all right, fair enough. When did you get in? How long have you been there? Uh, I, you know what? I it's all a blur. Okay, <laughs> I got in I think yesterday morning, okay. and. Uh, and I, by the way, I slept on the flight. Like I've just been sleeping nonstop. God so, bless you. God bless you that you can sleep on a flight. Now it appeared to be you did a video and it was up on your site that you took some sort of private jet or Learjet. Did you? Oh yeah. yeah that helps, right? Stream five fifty. It had its own bedroom in the back. Oh, it dude. was at four people on the plane. Four people, two oh. dogs, and it was. A dream, oh, an man. absolute dream. I can't, I can't sleep. I, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what level of of comfort they provide, I find it nearly impossible. But I could probably make that situation work. That yeah. sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. No one cut you off drinking. <laughs> yeah. I had two double jacks on the rocks before we took off. I told her, I said, I'm just going to drink myself to sleep. She yeah. was like, let me know. And I'll change. And so I went, I had two different tracksuits. I had one tracksuit, which was like tweed. And then I had a velour tracksuit. <laughs> oh, you've got to step up your tracksuit game when you're flying private. Oh, of course, and yeah. Out, and she's taking my two chairs and putting an inflatable inside them so it was a bed. Oh. I was out before she was done doing the low. Oh, oh. man, that is all. You know, like there's a, there's a scene in the movie Crazy Rich Asians where they, they have their... Their first class, and it's it's better than any hotel room. It's like I need something like that to go to sleep. It's impossible, though, you know. But but God bless you, dear. But now, was in fact Mark Hamill on that flight? He was. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, there's a great video that that Mark yeah. posted of him talking about this secret project that he's a part of, and you can see Pert. <laughs> Comes around the corner with a shirt off, drinking wine. Uh, it was so well done. Uh, how did how did you get Mark involved in this movie, uh, Bert? So it you know it's kind of tricky because of COVID. You know we kind of had to narrow it down to like it, it, it was a difficult it was a difficult sell because not everyone that is old enough to play my dad would want to come to Serbia, right? And we got word that Mark Hamill was just interested and everyone dropped everything and was like hold on i get means like that means darth vader's my grandfather <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even think about that <laughs> we, we lost it and we, we took a meeting with him and he was you know it's amazing you forget like actors really know what they're talking about like he had read the script he had questions about it he didn't like certain aspects of it and wondered if we could change it and we were all we were all like 
Mark, we'll turn this into whatever movie you want it to be. Yeah. No, it's so cool. He One thing since... The beginning of the exposure to Mark Hamill in interviews, even for way back when the first Star Wars movie came out, one thing was clear. The dude has a really good sense of humor, so he's got to connect to stuff like this. We, we, I, we, I told him, I said, I want to shoot a promo outside the private jet like I do for my tours for this. And so we had like a, a crew from yeah. Legendary to go shoot it. And I said, I gave him, I mean, I swear to God, I've given so many more notes to people all i said was i'm gonna do like an intro read you just come up and i'll be like what's up and just say just get on the plane and i'll go hey i thought we could do that and then just cut me off we did one take and it turned perfectly i sat with the executive from legendary and i go okay i can't tell if that's because he's such a great actor or did we just get lucky like yeah, yeah. well bert you strike me as somebody that not much rattles you but Maybe you'd be a, not intimidated by Mark, but um, is it? Are you blown away by the fact that he's in this movie with you? Because it's he is a legendary. He is Luke Skywalker. We watched Star Wars the day before I left with my kids. <laughs> yes, and my daughters are like, I cannot believe that's going to be Papa. Like I cannot. Believe. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you can't, you can't, you can't forget. Like I wanted to be him when I was a child. Yeah, like yeah. I was a child. And, and for everyone on the jet with us, they're like, he is the reason I got into movies. Like, it's cra- it's not lost on me at all. Wow. So so a couple things. You mentioned, yeah. is Legendary behind this? Are they the, is yeah, that the legendary. company? So they're, they're on a huge role. Uh, and is, now, is this a, is this a Netflix movie or is it, is it, uh, okay. It's no, be- no, it's, I've, I've, I know you can see me. I just shook my head as if yeah. we're not doing radio. Right now. <laughs> full the, full uh, theatrical no, release. Well, yeah, we want to put it in theaters. Yeah. Yes. Dude, that's awesome. That's oh. so cool. And and so the fact that this, you know, I was thinking about this when the whole idea of the machine, the movie came up. You've, this was a, such a part of your, your embryonic um, act early on and what you would talk about. The story's just incredibly, people never get sick of hearing about it, but this will now give you the opportunity once it's done, when people ask about it, you can just say, watch the movie. Uh-huh. Because well, how many times have you told the story? This isn't the origin. This isn't that story, though, isn't it? It's, it's a, a little bit past. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a follow-up to it, Bert? So, so we had pitched, we had pitched versions of the story to a, a bunch of different places, and we went into Legendary, and this guy, Kale, who's our who is a guy who I ran into like nine years ago and he saw me do stand up once in Burbank and he gave me his card and he goes, I want to do a movie with you. Wow. This is like nine years ago. And now I'm in his office and he goes, all right, you got to do one movie. He's like, I want to do a movie with you. I just, what movie do you want to do? And I said, well, if I got one movie to do, it's the machine. And he goes, how would you tell that? And I go, I gotta be honest with you, Kale. I don't know. I said, my biggest fear is I'm going to get hired for a corporate one day (laughs) and I'll get there and they'll go, just tell the machine. And it'll be the Russian mafia. And he lit up and he goes, say no more, say no more. Wow. Let's do this movie. And so Go ahead. based off that little pitch, we got writers attached, then we a director, and then all of a sudden everything kind of built off of that. The director is Peter Antesio. Is that how it's pronounced? Peter uh, Inten- Intensio. Intensio. So he's from Key and Peele, and he did the, the movie uh, Keanu as well, right? Yeah. The guys, and, and you forget, like, he really puts... The work in, like, I'm doing a wardrobe fitting the other day, and they're like, well, he sees a lot of oranges in this movie. And I was like, 
he's thinking about colors? And they're like, yeah, he's a director, you yeah. moron. <laughs> <laughs> he's concerned with visuals? Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm so used to doing, like, Instagram videos. Yeah. I don't think about anything. You don't think about color correction and things like that. Oh, that's great. So, so do, do you're in quarantine right now for a couple days, right? When does, when does filming actually start? Uh, filming, we're, we have rehearsals for a couple weeks. Okay. Filming starts, I think, uh, <laughs> May 4th. May 4th. May okay. the 4th be oh, with you. That's right. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it, what's hilarious is um, I, we put out the video and it's got a lot of traction. And, like, everyone hit me up. Everyone hit me up. Like, even, like, people who don't get phased by it. Like, Rogan was like, dude, Mark Hamill's your dad? <laughs> and, then, yeah, and, and, then, and then I went on the news and my news Google feed, and I was in my own Google feed news, and it said, Burt Kreischer is not going to rehab. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. Bert, I got an email from someone. I was like, hey, since he's your godfather, I thought I'd reach out to you. Is Burt really going to rehab, or was that a joke? <laughs> I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. I said it to Casey. Yeah, we were doing Two Bears, One Cave, and Segura wanted to say, you know, congrats on the movie, and I, we couldn't talk about it yet. Right. And he goes, tell everyone where you're going. And I go, I can't. And he goes, just say it. And I go, I can't. And he goes, say it. And I go, I'm going to rehab. And it made us laugh. And we just kept talking about it. And then we forgot to say, I'm not going to rehab. <laughs> Angela, everyone sent me these really heartfelt messages. Like, this is a new step in your journey. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Bert, I don't, have we spoken more believable that I would be going to rehab than shooting a movie. Yeah. <laughs> have so, we spoken to you since the whole Jennifer Aniston thing happened? No, you have not. Okay, so uh, for our listeners, um, explain how that all came, you know, how that all um, happened. So Segura and I were doing Two Bears, One Cave, and he said, he made up a lie, and he said he met Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> and and I, I really fell for it. And I re- and, and and it was a funny story, a funny lie. And then he goes, he go- I said we should make a pact. If we ever meet Jennifer Aniston, we've got to bring the other one with us. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, let's set up the scenario. You pitch it to her. How would you want to meet? I said I want to meet at her house. And he's like, that's a little aggressive to say. I want to meet at your house. And I was like, well, we can't do it at my house. We can't do it at your house. And he's like, should we bring our wives? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then I go, can she bring someone? And he goes, yeah, probably for safety. And then, and then he caught himself, and he goes, that's, "Maybe that's not the message we want to send out." <laughs> you, you're going to need protection. <laughs> at the idea that we we were pitching that he should bring safety to a meeting with us, and we laughed probably for ten minutes, literally just laughed for yeah. ten minutes. And then, and then one night, I'm, I'm sitting. One night, I'm getting ready. To, I get done working out. I'm at the new house. I'm getting ready to have a cocktail. And Segura calls me, and he goes, "Have you checked your DMs?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" And he goes. Check your DMs. I check my DMs, and I got a DM from Jennifer Aniston. Wow! And we lost it. I mean, it was like it was like a. This is the you guys are the funniest guys, and then we're like, do not let her re- watch any of the Reese Witherspoon stuff we've done. I don't think she'll think we're funny anymore. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome! Yeah. Wow, wow! It was, it was it was crazy. So uh, going back to the movie for a second, Bert. You know, Mark Hamill's the only name that's been uh, announced associated with this. Is there can can we leak? a little information here on the President and Steve show. Anybody else that we might know is involved in the project? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to say their names. <laughs> Are you using a lot of a lot of um, local actors or actors from Europe that we might not be familiar with? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, we're using a lot of them. The guy playing Igor is awesome. I mean, if I send you his video, I'll send you his video. Yeah. Uh, if I can get it today, I'll send it to you. And you will fall in love with this dude the second he says, the machine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, that's my favorite casting probably that I've seen. I, actually, everyone's great. The girl, I, I don't know who I can say, but I, by the way, I can't even say any of their names. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> would, so cool. I would love to see like Boban, Mar- uh, oh my, how do you say his last name? Basketball player, seven foot five. Oh, oh yeah. he's in, he's, he's in uh, John Wick in uh, John 3, Wick. Peter yeah. Bellum. Yeah, 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 that guy would be great. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, that's not what I wanted to ask you. Um, so you do Two Bears in One Cave. You're also doing this podcast with Bill Burr. We're actually going to have Bill Burr on the show tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> why do you giggle like that? <laughs> I bet that guy makes me giggle. Has he ever told you? Has, has he ever told you about the time he was at the Sistine Chapel? No. <laughs> Should we ask him, we about ask him about it? <laughs> or is he going to get mad? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he goes... <laughs> He was like, I'm such a moron, Bert. <laughs> you know, I'm at the Sistine Chapel with my wife. We're looking up, and I'm thinking, oh, this is great. You know what? If someone was smart, they'd open a bar right outside here and call it the 17th Chapel. The <laughs> <laughs> 17th? The 16th Chapel. We did a podcast with Stan Hope, That's great. and all we did was talk about day drinking, best day drinking scenarios. And Bill hasn't drank in like two years, yeah. and I swear to God, I, all of us almost fell off the wagon. You know, you, well, you know, by the way, here's a connection. You're now, you're going to be related to Mark Hamill in The Machine. And Bill Burr's on The Mandalorian. You're you're all now living in the Star Wars universe to some yeah. extent. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's, what's interesting is I got an offer to be on The Mandalorian like uh, uh, two months ago. They hit me up. They sent me with this role. And they're like, hey, you interested? And I was just like, I'll pass. What? And my daughter lost it. They're <laughs> like, Why, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really, I'm not really like a... I don't. I don't think. I don't watch Mandalorian. Like I tried to watch it, I couldn't get into it. Right. And my daughters lost it. They lost it. It's a great. Lost it. It's a great show. It's so freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. And so then. And so then, when we got Mark Hamill to play my dad, I went. I, I think. Um. I'm still a Jedi, guys. Like, <laughs> it runs well, you, in the family. You know, B- Bill's whole thing is he's always made fun of the Star Wars universe. He's always, and here he is, and he, he jokes, he talks about, you know, you're, you're friends with him. Uh, and here he yeah. is, square in the middle, and now he's he's having to sort of sheepishly say, okay, I, I, I kind of get it now, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, he's, I, I wait, that's a, bad, that's a great one. Ask him to tell you about all the stuff going on in season one. Say, hey, Bill, the, the seasons you did, tell us about the story. Oh, he has no he idea. He hasn't watched any of them. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, yeah, we'll get him on that. Bert, it was years ago. We had uh, we had done this live broadcast. Basically, it was from a, uh, it was from uh, like a trash company, right? So it's a place. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they won an opportunity. They, they did a charity drive, and they won an opportunity for us to broadcast live. And Bill Burr came out, and we actually flew him out. To this live broadcast in a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know if he's going to remember that, but it was so funny because that was like the first taste of the real Bill Burr that I got because we were we wanted to play we played this game called Crack Shot right and Crack Shot is listeners call up give us trivia questions if we get it wrong we get shot with a BB gun and so we wanted him to be the shooter and he's like. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. I, he's like, he's like, you know, I was like, oh my god, I'm like this. 
I think we just offended Bill Burr. Like, this is like shooting people with a BB gun is beneath him. He's like, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, we weren't shooting him. <laughs> no, he, he was going to shoot us. Yeah. But still, he didn't like it, so that was fine. Yeah, it, did, it apparently didn't hurt his career, so he's doing he's doing fine. Yeah. Uh, so how long will the shoot be taking place uh, for the machine, Bert? Three months. Three months. Okay, wow. Is your family wow. coming out at all? Uh, my wife is. Uh, yeah. It's she comes out in like two weeks, and then I wanted the girls to come out, but everything's you know st- everything's still kind of weird with COVID. Yeah. I wanted to go, I wanted to go through Europe with them. I was like, we're never going to get this opportunity again. Does but, she get? Uh, does she get the uh, Gulfstream 550 treatment too, or she, will she be flying? <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> yeah, there you go, coach. Take the loop, honey. <laughs> She'll be flying standby. Uh, oh, if you man. if you think about this, Bert, listen, this has been a traumatic, horrible year for the planet as far as, you know, all the stuff that's been going on. But you have been on a career high. Yeah. <laughs> you have been on fire. It started with your Netflix special, the, the Go Big show, the Cabin show. Every time you turn around, you got something out. Now you're in production on the machine. Uh, have you had time to pause and process how how things are going in light of all that's not going right you are the one shining beacon <laughs> <laughs> i had a great 2020 i don't know what everyone <laughs> i mean i wouldn't be surprised if harvard medical school actually called you to give a, a talk yeah. on how to properly set a bone in somebody's arm based on what you did for Tom Segura. <laughs> yeah, Tom blew out his knee and broke his arm. I had a great game that day. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Casey, yeah. references, oh. Casey references all the time and just starts cracking up at oh. you going over. Just because you didn't like the way his arm looked. You're like, uh, I, you shouldn't do, your arm shouldn't be like that. Let me do that. And then you gave him a little tap. You know, a little tap on the, hey, good job, buddy. Dude, yeah. it makes, I, sometimes I just think about it and I laugh. That was so funny. Yeah, I have, I had, I, I did a tour. I did four tours. I did the vet. I, I had, a, I had a fun 2020, man. I, everyone's complaining about it. It seems like it's, Bert, it seems like 10 years ago that we were in the parking lot and you were doing the show. And, uh, yeah. but here we are. Yeah, but at least wow. the, the general consensus and feeling is that we're moving out of this, which well, is good. The, the the last thing that we did as a, as a show collectively with listeners <laughs> oh involved Bert at the Cardboard Classic. Yeah. And that yeah. was, you know, a little more than a year ago at this point. But Bert was there for that. And then the crap at the fan, man. Yeah. Everything stopped. And then the, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's your yeah. team. <laughs> This has been a really great year, man. I'm really, things are looking up and up. Wow. All right. Well, listen, man, it's uh, it's exciting news. And this whole thing with Mark Hamill is, it's just the, the coolest. So it's unbelievable. We'll, we'll, we'll hope that, uh, that filming goes well and everything runs its course. And, uh, and hopefully we'll be talking to you soon, man. But we appreciate you checking in all the way from Serbia this morning. Well, thank you guys. I, I love you guys. I, I really do. Thank Likewise. You Excellent. Yeah. All right. Plus, we love you. Later. Burt Kreischer, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Take care, bud. That's awesome. All right. So, Jesus. wow. He's so cool. He's living the life, dude. Now, he's living the life. And I had never, I hadn't thought about that until you pointed that out, Steve. Yeah. That the world has gone to hell and Burt Kreischer's uh, is just on top of everything. The pinnacle of his career. <laughs> Good for him. Wow. All right. We got to take a break. Stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. 
It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, hmm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I, I just, okay, here's another character for you. <laughs> the advisor. The advisor. Oh, oh, man. So I saw an article, and I'm almost a little hesitant to pass this long, because this is going to sound a little preachy, but... I think there's some good stuff. You here. didn't write it. No, I didn't. So but you're it, just, you're the conduit. Don't kill the messenger. It was, no, I think you're going to like this, though. It was from Reddit, and the, the headline is, Adults are sharing things that teenagers today should avoid, and it's actually helpful. So this is, there's some good advice. There's a great line uh, from the Billy Joel song, Tell Her About It. And he goes, listen, boy, it's good information from a man who's made mistakes. Right. Uh, and then it goes on to say just a, some, some from her to you is a different that difference that it makes. But anyhow, the piano man. The bottom line is, is you know, somebody who has learned from their mistakes is sharing information to you that might be worth listening to. Were you apt to? I'm sorry, Kathy. Um, were you apt to listen? To someone, yes. Hell no. Uh, nope. No, of that, course that's what not. I was going to say. That's the problem. You, yeah. you can offer this information, but they will never listen to you because they know better. Some uh, might. Some might. I did take, honestly, you I know? did take some advice. I took some. <gasps> wow. I broke my chair. No. You're so mad. You oh my God. Chair. Damn it. I want <laughs> listen to me from a man who's made mistakes. I broke my chair. <laughs> Are you, are you, Tell her about it! It's fixed now, sorry. All right. Tell her everything you feel! <laughs> sorry. Give her every reason <laughs> to accept that you're for real. real! God damn it! God damn you! Chairs are falling apart. <laughs> Our pets' heads are falling off! <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, what were we talking about? Nick was, Nick was about to say Jack will get you high tonight! I think, uh, I think it was about listening. <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear this advice. Okay. Uh, it, some of them are are pretty standard, okay? Uh, it, but there are other ones that you're Don't like, Don't stand okay. in an open flame. There's something yeah. like that. Well, the, one of these says, it says drugs. Don't explore things that you could get addicted to for the rest of your life. Okay, yeah. so you've said and many you know times. I feel like that message has changed a little bit over the years because of what, uh, you know, people are experiencing today and how addictive the drugs are because a lot of times when we were younger, it was... Not like it was okay, but a lot of people explored, and now the exploring gets you addicted for the rest of your life. Casey, you said, like, never smoke your first cigarette, and then yeah. you won't have to worry about smoking your last that cigarette. That would be me. Yeah. So, and, and again, in this case, 
I can speak on that side of it. I, you know, people talk about I've never had a hangover. I've never had. Right. So there are other things I've not experienced as well. But on, on when you lay things out in, yeah. the, in the broad tally. Yeah. I'm fine with where I am. Yeah, so like sex and drugs for, you know, me, I definitely want to talk to my children about it. But the, the, the big question is when, okay, when is the right time so that it will sink in? Christmas dinner. And, and also how. How can I talk about this so that it's more of a conversation and less of a lecture? You come in and you say, hey, can I rap with you? <laughs> hey, right off, man. Uh, but... Uh, so, so those are the big things, and like you know, I, I ended up. I had to, um, I had actually had to have an early conversation with my children about drugs, because, and, and I, I, you know, my wife asked me not to talk about this, but years and years ago, um, my son found on the street and picked up literally a bundle of heroin. Yeah, I remember mm. you telling me about that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you know, I mean, and you want to talk about how innocent these children are. Uh, I think my youngest asked about jugs. Why Why did Seamus pick up jugs? And we were like, no, he did not pick up jugs. It was drugs. And it was like it's a really, really, I know. Like jugs would be all right. Um, yeah. But that's just how innocent kids are. They don't understand. But, like, even at that time, it was like, oh, man, these guys have to understand right. how serious this was. All right, there's a couple other things. I mean, I think drugs is, okay, that's, yeah, we got, that's a big one, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. By right. the way, that bundle of heroin was on the street. It was not my house. <laughs> <laughs> it was randomly in the parking lot. It was in the parking lot. That's why your wife didn't want you to talk. About it because you wouldn't thoroughly explain that he didn't come across it in your living room. All right, so here's one that I can speak to and I will share with you. It says avoid really loud music, the kind at yeah. concerts front row loud because tinnitus really sucks. Mm. And it's true. I can I can speak to that. And listen, I was I was a loud music. I loved when I would come back from a concert. My ears would be ringing, and I wouldn't be right for a day or two. Yeah, yeah. I was a headbanger. All that stuff. I loved it. You really, were really loud. You were playing drums though, as well. And, and I mean, you you were working in a band, and that that kind yeah. of volume is is a different kind of thing. I think if you can be aware. So, so, for example, I can listen to my headphones loud, but I, I don't bombard myself with loudness for the rest of the day. Right. Uh, you know, like I don't, I, I'm even in the car, I, I, the music is at a decent level, but I don't crank it. Well, so, some people are more susceptible than others, you know. Yeah, like you and may, I always keep socks in my ears. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Uh, so that's on this list <laughs> as well. A whole sock? A whole sock. Huh. I, have the, I, have a, I was blessed with overly large ear canals. I didn't know that. Yeah. Here, here's, here's a sound piece. my wallet. Here's a sound piece of advice from adults for teens. Uh, avoid... Anything you wouldn't want your mother to hear about at your trial. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. How about wow. we don't even get to a trial? But, but <laughs> if by chance you do. Yeah. Uh, if Sorry about it, Ma. The bottom line is, is, is you do find yourself in trouble, uh, all this dark stuff in your life. Your Honor, if, if I may, I just want to say something to my mother. I, I did feed the gimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, when your parents would say, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Like, my friends and I used to joke because my mom said it would be like, this night's going to be so boring. But if my dad said it, we'd be like, yeah, we're in good shape. <laughs> and that's so, you guys as parents, and I think of my parents dealing with me, um, uh, when you say stuff that you know that you you did out of your own curiosity, how do you reconcile that? You know, yeah, I think there, there you, you, you're, you're that, coming from a point of of experience, Kathy. Right? I mean, you, so here here's one thing that I will because of my experience. Jace will never go on spring break. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Kathy. I, I'm not, I was listen, just I, thinking that, about when I was a junior in high school. My parents let me go to. Yeah. Uh, where did we go? We went Daytona to Beach. Daytona Beach. That's crazy, dude. For a trip. And I'm like, you guys, how? <laughs> how? That, 
You made a bad call. <laughs> you are <laughs> bad parents. You are bad Shame parents. Shame on you. No, the listen, stuff it, we did there was insane. Give me well, back the grandpa. it was grandpa. insane. And, and all kidding aside, though, like the Natalie Holloway story, oh, yeah. oh, that 1,000% yeah. could have been any one of the girls that I went with. Yeah. Like, it, it, we did... All of those things. We met people. We, you know, got in cars. We went on a, you know, a bus alone when you weren't. But, you know, like all yeah. of the things they tell you don't do, we all did. Like Catherine? we could, any one of us could have been her. We were crushing up speed and smoking it. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. Tell, I, I, it was. <laughs> now, did your mom pack that for you? No. Uh, hey, listen. No, at my least friend Billy's mom. <laughs> It was. It was. Oh, look at she put on. She uh, put a smiley face on it. It was stupid how much stuff we did. Yeah, oh my it, god, we, jumping off of balconies. Oh, I know, god. and it's it's fun. And so um, there's there's always that question of do you let the kids learn from their own mistakes? Do you, do you let them reach the point where? So here's 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 an object uh, lesson here. I I was a. I mean, I don't ever feel as if I was border collied by my parents. Right. But I just didn't. I, however they did it. They did it in such. My my dad's a lunatic, you know, and he. But he's. I didn't get. I wasn't attracted to that stuff. So, I, I think also you can run the risk, and you guys can correct me on this. If you if it's like, don't ever look at that room. Don't ever look at that room. Yeah. If you're so, you, you know they're going to go look in the room. Of right. Course. And there's there's practical advice to be given too. And I'm impressed, it might come up on your list uh, a little bit later on. So I apologize, but um, I had a pretty open and frank conversation with my son last week. Uh, he's 14, so he's four or five y- years away from getting into college. And I, you guys know I was a terrible college student at the beginning. And the number one piece of advice I always give is go to class. And I didn't. I didn't go to class for a lot of my freshman year. And, and my grades hurt as a result. And I was always trying to catch up afterwards. So, you know, but going to class is different advice than saying don't ever go on spring break. And, right, you know. Right. All right. Well, here's this is along the lines of, right. of going to class is not on this list. But uh, avoid skipping the dentist. Uh-huh. Even if money is tight, professional cleanings and preventative maintenance will pay dividends yeah. later in life. Sage advice, my, oh my dad. God, yes. So we have we we have bad Irish teeth in the family, and so I've, I've you know I uh, I remember my dad. He had a whole bunch of work done in the military yeah. and had to correct it all, you know. And so he made sure we got to the dentist young. Listen, and even just. Brush your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that is another one? I, I've mouthwash. My mm. kids were going through a period where they they weren't brushing their teeth, and we're like, "Look, yeah." I see people from time to time who have black, mm-hmm. rotted teeth. I asked my dentist about it, and I'm like, "What? What would be the cause of that? Does somebody have?" Um, a, and they're like, "No, they're not brushing their teeth." Oh yeah, God. they're just not brushing their teeth. It's as see? simple as that. Yeah, we were, we, you know, we were promoting the, the quip for a while. It's a simple little, you yeah. know, a little little bit of extra. Gets it done. Well, yep. here, here's what I hear all the time: is well, you only get one. You know, this this is you know, the set of teeth you get. That's the set of teeth you get for the rest of your life. And 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 for you know, for the most part, that's true. Implants are very very expensive. But what I did find out, because my wife worked in the dental industry for a number of years, is that like dental health. Um, has a lot to do with your overall health. Right. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. 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 and Absolutely. you might not think so. And also, yeah. we, we didn't mention flossing. Flossing, do it every freaking we love day. Her. Do, <laughs> no, we love flossing. Oh, okay. But yes. flossing in between your teeth, do it every day. If We're you always can. Keep getting months in Flossing. There's a cool, um, my, my toothbrush is also a water pick at the same time. Yeah. Very cool. Listen, you're right. I never used to floss, yes. and I finally did because my my, my gums were bleeding. Every and they're like, it's because you're not. Flossing. I, you ever see the commercial where the woman's in a dentist office? My my 
my gums are bleeding. Should I be concerned? Yeah. It's, nah. Really, nah, yeah, no, no, when you're randomly bleeding somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you should be concerned. Um, but I had always, every time I went to the dentist, and I always went to my dentist twice a year, but every time I went, it was like, okay, what is it this time? Right. I started flossing. I haven't had a problem since. There you go. Mm. Good information right. from a man who's mm. made mistakes. Mm. All right, here's oh, another one. This on one's... I'm telling you, sage advice. All right, this one I like. This says, um, if you're a teenager, avoid adults trying to be friendly slash date you. You're not mature for your age. People their age don't want to be with them or around them for a reason. Oh, jeez. So there's there's, there's merit to that. I remember being younger and we had, you know, my group of buddies, we'd have like, you know, an older guy who could get us beer and stuff like that. And a lot of times it's a guy who can't. In hindsight, we're like, wow, okay, why was he hanging out with a bunch of teenagers? You know, we just saw it as a as a way way to get married. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and in hindsight, was Mr. Gacy's the best. Nothing ever happened. Uh, Nothing ever happened as far as you know, like where where your mind might go, like a you know, try and molest a younger person or something like that. But also, you have to ask, hey, why? It's funny. I you, don't know. You bring this up, Preston. There's actually years ago, and they've they've been they mocked, and they're, they're they are fun to watch. But a lot of these, there there were films that addressed all these things that were that were black and white. You know, you talk about the uh, the, the road safety uh, films, the Ohio State, uh, whatever you know, car accidents and stuff like that. Well, there's a whole series in line with that, warning you this situation about mm-hmm. about older people who want to befriend. Yeah, you know, but you can't also. It's a fine line to walk. Yeah, you know. No, I, I mean, I if you can get candy, right? Yeah. But like, how much older is older? Right? Is it like somebody who's four years older than you, five years older than you? I mean, obviously, if you're like 15 years old, yeah, uh, somebody who's in their mid 20s. I think a healthy is too old. You got to develop a healthy radar to <laughs> yeah. it, and yeah. no, you know, and also again, you, what you don't want to do, I think, is create someone who's terrified yeah. of everything. Yeah, true. That's true. All right, here's uh, the list that are uh, things that adults are sharing uh, that uh, teenagers Real quick, I'm going to be on the path to that. <laughs> are are you? Just make them terrified of everything. It, well, does know, Jace need a weekend with Unky Steve? Oh, seriously. But you know, like, he'll take a step and I'm like, be careful. And people are like, relax. Like, stop it. And it, I've tried to pull back a little bit. But you know me, I'm just yeah. like nervous as it is. Well, you look look at how you were raised. I mean, you had you, nervous. Yeah, the, the, the ice cream guy you would she's gonna be like the mom in it that with the hypochondriac kid yeah. forces him into being a hypochondriac yeah it does happen i've oh. seen it get transferred from Steve, the you're parents right. I, I thought there were bugs in the candy machines at the entrance to the supermarket you couldn't even get a damn gumball all right here's one that's a little bit more uh a little bit more risque uh it says i think every male knows what i'm talking about here this is according to a person who's offering this advice avoid avoid using soap for lubricant yeah. Oh, my God. No. That's on the list. It is. Listen, it is. The, <laughs> no, we've face. talked about this. I, you know, Preston, shower sex, horrible. Yeah, it's it's overrated. And it looks good in movies. Yeah. But in real life, I, no. I personally... I Wait, think, does no the soap burn? Is that the reason? It does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's cor- it's corrosive to. I even tried parts of your skin. So. I wasn't sure if you were talking about um, singular, you maybe, know, maybe I solo think, yeah. use. I think as well, yes. But also for you know togetherness, togetherness. Mm-hmm. Togetherness. You, do you know what? <laughs> but a man and love. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Togetherness. You're not actually talking to kids right now. <laughs> kids gather up by the radio. We're going to talk about lubricants. <laughs> I, I would I'd say this, Preston. Um, 
though you found out that there's issues with it, one of my first forays into exploring myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, talcum powder. Oh, I I've never tried that. I uh, it was recommended to me by my father. No, no, no. I can bring myself to if try If you're a that. loose gripper, then uh, talking about I use Canadian right, what else grip. What on the list? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's good, Kat. Kathy's moving us along. Right chicken here. delight. All right, how about the chicken delight? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, I caliente. Guess, uh, no, I guess the, probably the um, uh, the Alfredo. <laughs> yeah, would, would be it's creamy. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That Not might a lot work. of spice Absolutely. to it. No, right. definitely. Yeah. You want to avoid that. No, 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 no. No, you don't want the fratiavo. Yeah. <laughs> chicken tonight. No. Ragu introduces chicken tonight simmer sauces. And suddenly, everybody's saying, I feel... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicken tonight. Chicken tonight. Yeah. It's going to be my... Oh, yeah. Six new sauces. Each one's a night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicken tonight. Oh, it was delightful. Uh, all right, here you go. This I think everyone can agree on this. Good advice. Avoid posting things on the Internet yes. that you wouldn't want everyone to know about. The Internet is forever. Mm. So this is something we didn't have to worry about. You have a perfect lesson here as things are changing and we don't know what's going to go on politically in the country. But when you see people up for... For different positions, you hear in the news immediately that they have to go on a massive yeah. social media purge. Because, again, and so to that point, think about think about that. Think about people, even people who are involved in, um, in marketing or whatever, whose job it is to be aware of how these things live on. Yeah. I mean, Ken Jennings was catching some crap from something he posted six years ago because he's now being talked about as a possible replacement for... Um, Alex Trebek. Well, in yeah. well, that purge, can't just even if you purge and you take it down, it's still up there, and someone has a screenshot. Well, of it. Kathy, then Maybe. the actual act of the purge itself becomes room for suspicion for a <laughs> exactly. lot of people. Right. So exactly. it, you, you don't win. So, Preston, to your point, just don't do it. Don't post it unless it's something you would feel comfortable with everyone hearing. Minus the social media thing, all this, all these other little bits of advice that would come from your parents. I don't even know if I ever had any of those talking tos and if they did like i just i really must have not been listening and i'm wondering if your mom any... didn't mention the lube thing to you no okay. no no that was chicken delight that was yeah. my aunt okay uh, <laughs> no but i just wonder like if you know there's got to be people out there who really did heed their parents advice and they weren't just like me where yeah i just wasn't listening sometimes at all. sometimes what happens is and you and, and it makes should make you love your parents even more is that they, um, a lot of times, they did what they did without you even knowing it. You know? Yeah. All right, how about this one? Uh, another piece of advice uh, for the younger generation, for teenagers. Uh, this one says, avoid credit cards. Uh-huh. Far too easy to get into debt with them and can really destroy your future for years. Yeah, I've told you guys this many times before, but my friend Brian, who actually used uh, toothpaste as a lubricant. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, did that work? Uh, no. Um, Sensodyne? Learned that the hard way, but he... Thought. He would get uh, his credit card bills in college and just throw them away. He wouldn't wow. even open. He wouldn't pay the minimum. And for years had to pay off credit card debt and ruined his credit rating. All right. Kath? See, I think I would teach a little more being responsible with your money and and that as opposed to not getting credit cards. At least, I mean, I think after college you need a credit card at some point. So learning to be responsible with your money and management yes. is if uh, you, a better if, lesson. If you have a credit card with your parents' uh, supervision. 
and they're keeping an eye and helping you out. That's a way I think to do it. But if you go on, no. if yeah. you go about it, getting it yourself, here's a fifty thousand dollar limit. It's real yeah. money, you know? right? It's it's real yeah. money that you owe. When because we were, at some when point, we were, that's a way to build your credit. If it you is. don't own anything, it, you well, know? when we were younger, the, the the idea was, and you know, get a at that point, you could just get a gas card, like a gas credit card, where you would, you know, you could just um, charge your purchase right. at the gas station. Yeah. yeah, and so that was kind of a nice uh, building block. But thank God my wife handles all the finances. <laughs> now, what do you think about this one? Uh, this person says, uh, avoid video games. No. Oh, I'm all about that. It's all nice and fun <laughs> until you get addicted and uh, addicted to it and lose most of your childhood playing instead of learning basic social skills, making friends, speaking oh, no. from experience. This I, I, I think there's you, the, the sheer joy of going out and discovering things out and about is, is a wonderful thing. I would not have wanted video games in my life early on because I think a lot of... You know, whatever creativity I have or anything was born of the need of creating things and coming up with games and stuff like that. However, um, it, it's an industry now. It's a possible career path. It's there. There are all sorts of elements to it now that it make it simply a wasteful diversion. Not only that, uh, first of all, everything in moderation, right? Like, but um, video games, especially during the pandemic, have become real social outlets for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that be able to connect with their friends because they literally weren't able to spend time with their friends. So they'd be able to play Fortnite or whatever version of Fortnite they were playing uh, with their buddies is is important. I remember playing uh, Resident Evil, you know, with the shade down, yeah, uh, and then all of a sudden lifting the shade up, and I'm going, "Good God, it's." Daylight, yeah, <laughs> that can happen too. Oh my God! Yeah. And yeah. so I played all night, and I didn't even know it. My wife plays video games constantly. <laughs> she she wouldn't call them a video game, but they're on right. her phone. Uh-huh. And I say, "What kind of screen is that, hon? It's a video screen, right?" So, uh, and now, what are you playing? Yeah, on? A, a game. game. Mm-hmm. That's a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, and but she, I remember I told the story before. She got into The Sims, and Preston, I went to sleep. You know, getting ready for the show. I woke up the next morning. She was still playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That is pure addiction. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, you know, and video games are just, I don't personally play them, um, but I see. Oh, you don't play Candy Crush? No, I don't. No, I don't. You not anymore. Did. No. You did. I did. I did. You but did. I'm not a, I'm not a gamer. Like, I'm not, a, you know what I mean, who really. What kind of screen were you playing that <laughs> Gets into it. Uh, no, honestly, I'm, I'm not playing anything at this moment. Even, uh-huh. like, I even tried the, um. The old classic, you know, Nintendo games and stuff like that with right. Jace because he does really love it. But I mean, I have to like big time limit it because he would sit all yeah. day long yeah. and play all day long. And like the things that I see him do when I do take it away and say, you know, now's not a screen time. It's like there, there are plenty of other things to do. You don't have to just be no. on the video game. So, I, I, but I'm like pulled in both directions with that because it is something that he really does enjoy doing. And when I do say yes, you have to see like, he's like, thank you, mommy. I love you, mommy. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. I'm like, oh, killer mommy. Okay. Killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think it's something you need to avoid altogether, but like Nick yeah. was saying, moderation. You got yeah. to take breaks. I'll tell you what. It would be the same thing with someone if you, if, you know, people who find out that they uh, c- can easily flip the switch on being gambling addicts or mm-hmm. drug addicts. Yeah. Uh, try to look for those signs. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe if you want to, at the beginning, just make sure that you're, uh, as Kathy says, you know, uh, 
you know, a little bit of time here and there. Don't don't let them play for 14 hours at a clip. Here's yeah. one that says, avoid fake friends. It's honestly better to have no friends than people who gossip about you and make snide remarks to you. I know everyone says this, but you will find your people. That's a tough one because sometimes you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Until you're deep Unless in. Unless you go- take the active participation and interrogate them constantly. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, talking about me? There's some obvious ones on here, like avoid shoplifting. Yeah. One of my school friends did this years ago. <clears throat> this doesn't make you cool. He now has a criminal record. Prevented him from getting jobs when wow. he was uh, in his teens. So have 16, we all at sometimes clipped something from sure. a store or a restaurant? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah. Absolutely. I, I felt horrible. I felt horrible when I took salt, a salt shaker from a kosher deli. You took a salt shaker from a kosher deli? I don't know why. It just looked cool. I yeah, did. It looked like a spaceship. Have have and pepper shaker. Yeah. Uh, because uh, my girlfriend at the time liked Rolling Rock, and they were Rolling Rock bottles. Yeah. So, oh. is, it, is it stealing when you take a pint glass from a bar? Yes. Uh, see, that's, what, that's what's going on in my head. I'm like, oh, my God. Did I steal? So you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. And I've Naughty. done that. Naughty. Yeah. You know, Mr. absolutely. Romano, this is the shot glass division of the <laughs> FBI. <laughs> it had an R on it. Thank you. Yeah, therefore it's a Romano, man. Yeah, I think that's right. the rule. I thought it was mine. You yeah. can take anything that has letters that are similar to your initials. Right. That was a big one, though, That it, for me, that was instilled. Like, that was something you did not do. You don't, it's not yours. You don't take it from somebody. Uh, and when I was stolen from, you feel so freaking violated. Absolutely. It you off to no end. Uh, yes. So t- take it from that angle. When, un- until you've had something stolen from you, you don't know how violated you feel. Yep. So imagine it on the other side. All right, so these are just a few things. I thought they were kind of interesting, a little bit of information. We learned a lot about lube. Uh, to yeah. share from uh, Reddit, which yeah. is uh, good information. Listen, boy, it's good information from a man who's made mistakes. So I'm the advisor now. Uh, so there you go. All right, we need to take a break. When we get back, we're going to get into the bizarre files, so make sure you stay with us because we're not going to be gone long. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Mammoth WVH. Finger 11. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Hey, good news as you're driving into work this morning. Philadelphia has landed at the top of a national list. Yeah, This is great. Philadelphia is known as number one in rodent sightings by homeowners and renters. God, do you remember a few years ago? Uh, by the way, this was from the uh, analysis of the 2019 Census Bureau housing data. You know, we think um, sometimes you'll see them, Preston. They'll drop off those census, tiny census forms for the rats to fill out. Right. Yeah. No, do you remember several years ago there was video yeah. inside a restaurant in Center City? And it wasn't rats. their fault. They had, there was a, oh, a yeah. break There was a break in a, and it's a wonderful restaurant, there was a break in the uh, sewage pipe underneath uh, unbeknownst to them, and rats started coming out into the complex. But I remember at that time, then you started getting more reports and a little bit of an expose on, on the rat issue in the city. Well, what they said, Preston, in the article is that at the beginning of the pandemic, the rats who would normally hang out at the business where people were realized right, there was nothing right, going on. Right. So basically followed them home. So this is actually a 
the amount of rats in residential settings has increased dramatically. So, Steve, all the rats were hanging around the corner talking with each other, yeah, and yeah. they said, hey, what do you want to well, do? What are, what are we going to do? Yeah, so they had to figure I out something. I can't find any freaking food. <laughs> something to kill some time. Hey, I got an idea. Let's go where they live. Uh, yeah, it says even before the <clears throat> pandemic, the Philadelphia metropolitan area took the undesirable distinction among the 15 most populated areas as having the highest percentage of residents who spotted rodents in their homes during the last 12 months. So what about you? We were already there. Were you you having a... a, a, You live right off of a big farm field, though. Right. So do you have a lot of field mice that get into the house? Uh, No, not into the house. I've never seen a rodent inside our house. Uh, I, I will... Every now and then, I, I've seen one out in the yard, and I don't know if it was—I don't know if it was a mouse or a mole. You know, you just yeah. see a thing go by, uh-huh. but I assume they were—they were mice. It was, somebody told me we actually mentioned this not that long ago. Of it's—it's it's not a mole, but a different kind of a burrowing um, rodent that can be. And I found out like our neighborhood had a little run of it. Really, I, I forgot it was something I'd never heard of. Okay, but I, I wish I could be. More clear on that, but I, I don't a remember. Panther? What it was. No, oh, it was not a panther. <laughs> in college, uh, my boyfriend at the time, his house had squirrels in the uh, roof. Yeah. So, but you would hear them like playing, like at night. You would it, so the it, there was a slanted roof, yeah. and they would run down the slant and then crash almost into the wall, and then you'd hear them run back up, like They'd scurry back. Yeah, up. like they were playing, like they were mm-hmm. they were going down a slide or something. Yeah, it was, I mean, listen, I was horrified now that I think about it, and I don't live in a house with squirrels. Um, it's kind of funny that they but were actually playing up there. Kathy, you know when you're trying to sleep and you're hearing that sound oh, and you're God. hearing anything, uh, you know, inside the oh, walls, oh. Or, it, it drives you crazy. Uh, but the fact that we have, and apparently, so any of you, any of you guys, Casey, oh, yeah. Kathy, do you have, have, you have, you have an issue with the vermin getting into the house? Not, yeah. No, and, but I do, I mean, I do have two cats, so, yeah. but I mean, I feel like if they got it, I would have found something right, dead. Right, right. Yeah, Connor yeah. found uh, a, a list of, of some rodents. It might have been a deer mouse that okay. I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, they don't think they would. <laughs> <laughs> we, got a, we got an eight-pointer streak in my backyard. What's, a, uh, what's the difference between a mouse and a vole? You know what a vole? Yeah, is? that was it. Those were it was voles. Not, That's it. Not moles. Voles. I had never heard of those before. It's, it's like yeah. a velvet. It's like a what? A velvet. It's like it's like an elephant with <laughs> yeah, a velvet. Okay. A velvet. Right. Oh, okay. um, uh, that was it, Nick. It was a vole. Yeah, I think a vole is just another kind of small rodent, but I'm not sure about it that. It seems a lot more um, uh, like beefy and. A vole seems like a step down from yeah, like I mean, a deer mouse. A mole is, you know, blind as a mole rat or whatever, yeah. Yeah, the, and they'll uh, burrow underground. Yeah, I mean, we've, we... I know, bet we have, you mice don't associate with voles. Well, you know, you, yeah. you don't want to run you with that crowd. You don't want to Yeah, we have to have traps around our house. We had rats one year. Really? Which is in the ass. Oh. Yeah. Did you actually find a rat in the house? Dude, and a rat trap mm. is no joke, man. Mm. Those things are oh, massive. It might as well be a cat trap. They're so big. They had to be set up uh, out in the garage and, uh, and really? around the garage. Yeah, and then the Mouse traps are inside, and it sucks having to kill them, but you have to kill them. Right. We, um, I forgot that we do have where our exterminator that we use has put traps, mouse traps yeah. out and around. Uh, so maybe that's why I don't see them. Maybe we get them. Yeah. I don't know. So we have nine cats, and that's our mouse there trap. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, yes. But I did, in fact, one night, 
not too long ago, a, there, a mouse <clears throat> made the critical mistake of getting into the house. <laughs> and it was up in my room. Of course, of all the rooms, it's in my room. So I go in, and there's basically a convention of cats, Preston, in line. They look like the Rockettes, and they're looking at one corner of the room. Right. And I'm like, oh, can I get this guy out? Can, I'm going to try to free you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just couldn't do it. I, I, I Eventually, I had to go to sleep. Over the winter, we had a, a, a pretty bad mouse problem uh, down the shore. And we, uh, we saw mouse dropping. In our pantry, so we had to Kathy get rid of everything in the pantry. Yeah, I mean, yes. we we Disgusting. threw we threw away everything, and then we ended up being, getting Tupperware. So now everything that gets put in in the pantry gets put in Tupperware. But we also we put out a bunch of uh, poison for the mice. You know what you could have done with the food, though, Case. I'm sure Nick would have taken it. No, you know, you're probably yeah. right, but I didn't feel like bringing it all back here. It's a nice, uh, nice of you to think of me, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but dude, Steve, they ate. I don't know how many mice there were. They ate all of the mouse poison. I mean, like, we set out three mouse poison. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All of it. So, like, God knows how many mice were there. And then also, Steve, they chewed the line from my dishwasher to the sink. Yeah. And I had no clue why why the dishwasher was leaking until I took the dishwasher out from under the... I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You you try to take the humane, and I I will use humane traps, but if you are infested and they're gnawing on things, case like, you know, the line to your stove, you could have a major issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. We're getting a lot of people texting in about voles. Voles. And uh, voles are, where was one that says, uh, meadow voles are technically a field mouse. That's according to Exterminator, I knew it. Exterminator Joe. Uh, this one says, I get voles. They're like mini moles, star-shaped <laughs> noses. My cat that passed away in March at 17 years old was a great rodent hunter. <sighs> Dead bodies at least once a month in the front of my <laughs> recliner. How often do you guys... Uh, well, you, your cats don't go outside, though, do they? No one does. Okay, and right. and she Mia is a champion mouser. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, <laughs> I I use every couple weeks or yeah, yeah. every couple days actually. Couple days. It'll, wow. it'll, it'll it'll nail uh, and and again it's the cat's doing what the cat's going to sure. do. Right. Yeah. How would Billy the exterminator take care of a vault? That's what I was wondering. He'd blow up the house, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I got an extermination issue over in Harley. <laughs> By the way, um, in the Philadelphia region, nearly 19% of housing units uh, reported sightings of mice or rats, a higher share than roughly the 11% that reported sightings in the New York metro area. So we're beating New York, which is routinely cited as rat mecca. That's where pizza rat was from. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Hang on, I want to go. Hang on, Mike wants to comment on moles. Hey, Mike, good morning. Yeah, hey, how you guys doing? Good, what's up, Mike? Voles. Voles are the biggest pain in the ass. You never want to get voles. Rats and mice are easy to get rid of. Voles, you have to have a cat or a, a lion or a, a, a <laughs> lion. So, so, Mike, what, why why are voles so difficult, voles so difficult because to get rid of? They, they eat, they burrow into the, uh, they dig little holes in your lawn and they eat the grass roots. Yeah, the roots. The dreaded vole hole. Not somebody. They, eat, they eat the roots of certain plants. I've got these uh, forever roses out there and they just keep eating the crap out of them. Mm. And they, they, it just stunts their growth. So we're, we're, we're looking at a picture here in the studio, Mike, of a of a split screen and show, one side is showing mole damage and the grass 
is still pretty much intact. There are a couple of mole holes. And then on the other side, it says bowl damage, and yet it that area is devastated. Because they eat the roots yeah. of the grass. Yeah. Right. They eat, the, they eat the roots of the grass, and it just kills all the grass. But mole, I mean, mole, <laughs> they burrow, and, and the ground is raised slightly from the tunnels because they're so big. And they eat grubs. If you get rid of your grubs, you get rid of the mole. Wait, they, they eat grubs? Yeah. Moles eat grubs. Okay. Yes. Moles will eat grubs, <laughs> and that's we. You'll you could uh, see a, a mole mound because it, it's raised right. as they tunnel through. The dirt goes up. So the mole mounds that are next to the vole holes is where they're eating the grubs, Preston. <laughs> right. And what happens is the voles will go into the mole burrows. Oh my god! Right. A vole will go into a mole hole. What about the troll hole? No, not the troll hole. That's that's a whole different story. What about Hope Solo's butthole? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're just a pain in the ass to get rid of. I've tr- I've been trying for years to get rid of them. There used to be this cat that lived next door. The people moved. They took their cat, and the voles have just exploded because. Uh, I my, trust me. Yeah, no, I never Mike, heard did, this. did you ever try calling in an exterminator, or have you just been doing it on your well, own? Yeah, you know what? And all they do is just yank your chain and say, yeah, well, I can do this, and I can do that. And all they're doing is just, just, just sucking money at They make your money disappear. <laughs> but, but have you ever actually paid that money to see if they'll if it works? No. Listen, okay. I tried everything. I tried, I tried rat, mouse poison, rat poison. They won't eat it. Somebody told me. I was even out there one, one night. My wife said, you, you're... you're 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 crazy. She, I look like an idiot. I'm out there. Somebody told me to get juicy fruit gum and break it up into little pieces. Oh my god, that's amazing! I get on my hands and knees, oh. breaking up juicy fruit gum. That's so great. You get your trap shined up. Grab a stick of juicy fruit. The holes are gonna move you. Yeah. Go back into the house before the neighbors call the cops or something because they think you're nuts. Oh my god, yeah, they would. Okay. I mean, are you out there with your gum? Out here planting juicy fruit. <laughs> Your stupid juicy fruit. Okay. Well, wow. You know what? That's, and that's what an exterminator told me. He says, try juicy fruit gum. Says, Dude, it was a prank. <laughs> it was a practical joke because you wouldn't yeah. hire him. Well, okay. All right, here's what you need to do. You go outside and you shove tampons in each of those holes, and then you set them on fire. I got this guy on the hook. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go out. I'm going to get some night vision goggles. I'm going to get my, my stepson's 22, and I'm going to go you know, sit in the lawn chair out there at night. Well, and just, yeah. and just shoot them as they come out. What you may want to try to do, though, is, is get a reputable... Yeah. Exterminator who can take Mike. care of the problem. Thanks for all the bull. Uh, Instead of a juicy yeah. fruit representative. My, my exterminator works for Wrigley. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are backing up our callers. Uh, uh, <laughs> juicy fruit? Juicy fruit claim. <laughs> uh, saying yes, it's true. Juicy fruit gum, uh, they they can't digest it, and it kills them. What about Big League Chew? Uh, somebody said uh, juicy fruit 100% works, hmm. and uh, so, yeah, there's a few of them. So kiss a little longer. I don't know why it would be that gum in particular. Yeah, no. Not big red, yeah. or, you know, or, or fruit stripe. You know, fruit get, stripe is really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I love know. fruit stripe. I know when you were a kid. Yeah, I would just swallow it. It would just eat. Of course, it, it was uh, fruit. It, it has fruit in the name. It would lose yeah. its. It would lose its flavor in like ten seconds. Yeah, it was yeah. good for a good ten seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let me go to some other callers here. I'm going to go to Joe. Hi, Joe. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, it. What's up, Joe? Hey, he's making out. Good man. <laughs> All right, so I you got rats in my backyard. <laughs> I think when the exterminator comes and baits. They come for more bait. Oh, you think that they're they're, they're calling them in to your house? Yeah, huh? I'm telling you, every time they, uh, then they, my neighbor. Well, we're all it's it's a very community thing now because everybody's seeing them. 
because in the last couple of years they've been doing work. Yeah. They're so, tearing stuff up. God, you guys should... their way down. I have a crick out back of my house. <laughs> Joe, when they start to do work in an area, when they start to do any excavation or anything like that, you're going to upset all that, and you will yes, have exactly. you, you will have the issue increase. Have you noticed a market increase in the amount of rats oh, you're yeah, seeing? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, the last couple of weeks I haven't been seeing too many because... Well, my wife told me to stop because I was stop shot. Stop it! Stop it! And well, the bird shot. This is very harmless. Um, uh, yeah, I, and I used a BB gun too. But I actually watched them get caught in the rat traps a couple times. I caught four during the day. Yeah, uh, and they're good sized rats. Too. Joe's walking out with a twelve pack and, uh, and a lawn chair, just sit there and watch the rat traps. With bird shot and a shotgun, unloading it into the into the lawn. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I hear you, man. It, it's it, it's 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 weird because uh, you know uh, the, what are you going to do eventually? Like Casey, you're saying if you start getting run, right? You're fighting an uphill battle. Got mice. I got rats. Yeah, yeah. Rats are a different animal. Well, he's a a literally different. Animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, rat. we have whales. Oh, that's a different animal. That is a whole <laughs> different animal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, they're you know, if you have to eat them, you can eat them. But I wouldn't eat a poisoned one. No, you, no. They they say, and that's on the label. Do not eat poisoned rats. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that, Joe. All right. The boys love them. They, yeah, the dog. Daddy, oh, do we have any more of those poison poison. rats? Yeah, my dog will go out. She tries to dig underneath the shed, and she can't put her fat little body on the snow. Well, it's okay. a big hole trying to get to them. All right. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate All right, it. Have a good day, guys. Right, you too. Ya. Have a good one. Uh, by the way, somebody texted in and asked if we could please make this rodent segment, if, if we could please name it, please name it the Volbeak. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. That's pretty good. I do like that. Um, all right, let me go. If, if you're just tuning in, uh, Philadelphia ranked number one in rodent sightings. <laughs> There's your Volby. This is our theme song. It's my favorite. Is this Lola Montez? Yeah. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. All right, hang on. I'm going to go to, let me go to Dave next. Yo, Dave, good morning, sir. Hello. <laughs> Hello. What's up, Dave? Nothing. I'm just dropping my kid off at her mother's. Uh, All right. Thanks for calling, bud. Take care. No, what do you want, bud? I had lived and renovated a house out in the country in Chester Springs, and I had a boxer and a chihuahua. In the middle of the house was the dog food. Our bedroom is at one end. I had a pool table room at the other the rat was climbing through the, the the pool table room. There was an opening in the wall that was unfinished. Stealing the dog food in the middle of the night and then scurrying off. Okay. Right. Without ever playing trying, pool. I, I would hear this thing. Yeah, right. I would hear this thing and I'd get up and I'd try and catch them, whatever. So at the pool table room, at that end of the house, there was a you know washer dryer. So I start smelling something. So I pulled the washer and dryer out. You could literally fit as much dog food in the five, you know, five gallon bucket. So I hire a pest control guy. So wait one second. The, the, rat, the, the rat was moving the dog food behind the washer dryer. It was literally hoarding it. Okay. Oh my god. It was just. It was filthy. So I got a pest control guy. Rather than traps, he sprinkled this powder around the entrance where they were climbing through. It was okay. powdered juicy fruit. <laughs> It was powdered dope. Okay. Anyway, so I go, what if the rat fall? You know, what if the rat dies in the walls or whatever? So he's like, well, we don't want that. 
So about a week goes by. I couldn't take the rats anymore. It was, you know, creepy and gross and all that. I smell in the pool table room. I had a recliner, so I smell this awful smell. Mm. So I move. I moved the recliner, and there's a rat the size of my chihuahua with maggots crawling out. Of it. Oh, Ooh. I, it was worth I, the wait. That's gnarly. I had eight acres, so I took a shovel, gagged a little bit, and flung it in the front yard for a coyote <laughs> or whatever one to eat it. I'll just throw this out in the front yard. Yeah. yeah. Let, 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 the, let the coyotes eat it. What do I do with this maggot rat? Feed oh it to the coyote. God. In the front yard. In the front yard. Do we have him in the back? Nat and the neighbors are going to want to see this. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is a horrible story. Did I, you were you able to 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 rid the problem? Did did, did the poison yeah, do it? Did they get rid of all of them? Uh, there were two. They were dead. There okay. there was con- constant mice from all the farms around the area. But they did build a house on the uphill side behind mine, and I noticed once they built that, it did stir up all the the little roots. Yep, that'll all do right. it. That'll do all it. All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate that, it. That's the big fear, Preston, is when you, like with a mouse or anything gets in the house, if it does die somewhere and starts rotting. Listen, the grossest thing, I think the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life, I was probably in like sixth grade, all right, so um, we were uh, moving, so we were staying in an apartment uh, in, for the time being, and so... Um, a woman, I was, I was stepping out of the apartment and a woman said, will you do me a favor? Right. There's a dead mouse over here <laughs> and my daughter won't come outside because it's there. It's scary. Right. She's a little girl. Will, would you mind getting rid of that for us? I'm like, lady, I'm, I'm in like sixth grade. I mean, yeah. you know, you're yeah. an adult. No, but anyway, so I said, yes. So I grab a tissue. I go over and I pick it up by its tail. As I pick it up, it uh-huh. rotates around. Its entire stomach was gone and was filled with writhing maggots. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. And it stunk unbelievably. You cannot believe how bad it smells. Of, of just decay, and yeah. I immediately started gagging. It was probably the <laughs> grossest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm holding it in my hand, looking at these writhing maggots, and the it, it was just, enjoy your breakfast sandwich on the way into work this morning, <laughs> well, by the way, gang. Maggots just add another yeah. level oh. of grossness to anything. It's when oh. you really care, you add maggots. <laughs> right. um, wait, but that last uh, long rat story reminded me of, the, remember the possum that was in my parents' house? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and it was dog food. It, it, it was, was a cat food. The, it was the oh, cat, cat food, food. And, okay. and they were like, the cat isn't eating. Yeah, he's was losing, losing so much weight. Right. Like the, the, this might be the end. And they realized they eventually realized it was the possum that was eating all the cat food. And also, remember my uh, we had an exchange student at the time. Yes. And my dad was blaming the exchange student for the crap that was all over the bathroom and like smeared on the walls. Oh, he was God. like, I think it's Mike. And my mom was like, I don't think Mike's smearing crap on the bathroom. What kind wall. of country does he come from? <laughs> so you're Smears crap. I have this image of your dad with like with like a, a robe and the paper under his arm, walking to the bathroom as the door opens up and the possum comes out. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> um, hang on a second. Going back to the juicy fruit thing. We have John, who's an exterminator. <laughs> Hi, John. You're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How you guys doing? Good, man. All right. So this juicy fruit thing, being able, being uh, a a poison, I guess it was for for rodents in your yard. What? Uh, tell us about that. Well, it, it's not mold. It's mold. And mind you, somebody told me this years ago. Another technician, and apparently, a mold cannot 
swallow it so he gagged and died. Like, so, oh, all right, so John, just just to clarify, I'm sorry. You're saying the juicy fruit will, will not work with voles, but will work with molds. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't work with bulls. Bulls are a complete nightmare. Most exterminators cannot take care of it. No kidding. Uh, people want to take care of it on their own. They can use snap traps in their yard. Right. Bulls will leave little runways all over the grass. And right. if you, if they, they come out during the day, too. So if you're sitting outside with a 22 at night, you're never going to shoot. Okay. Now, I usually sit outside with my 22 <laughs> at night. Yeah. Just hanging out. <laughs> hey, uh, so with uh, with the, the juicy fruit thing, if you were to try to do this yourself, like how much gum are we talking do you need to throw around your yard? Well, the tough thing with molds is one mold is going to cover such a huge area. They're very territorial. So you don't get you don't get a family of molds. You get one mold. A lone mold. You have to figure out what tunnels they're actually using. Okay. So, oh, that's too much work. It's a lot of work. And um, and I don't even know if the gum actually works. It's just something I was told. Okay. What about lifesavers? I don't know. All right. That might work. Might <laughs> actually right. save their life, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. Because they're lifesavers. Appreciate yeah. it. I want to go to this call. Kathy, this will this will make your skin crawl. Oh, I'm going to go to Mary. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, Mary. What's going on? Okay, um, uh, me and my ex-boyfriend at the time was living in an apartment in um, Philadelphia, and we were asleep, and I woke up, and I felt something rolling out my hair, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then oh, um, no. I was half asleep thinking, now I'm dreaming, so then my ex said, Mayor, don't move. <laughs> There's a mouse on your head eating your hair. <laughs> eating your hair? Eating. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me ask you, do you shampoo with mango coconut? <laughs> that is awful. I, I Did mean, you freak out? Yeah. I freaked out. I when I the next day I was told all the neighbors, someone said, Oh, we probably was pregnant. What? They it, tend to, when they're pregnant, they tend to go into bed. No, I never heard of such a thing. Yes, you know the old story, pregnant mouse in bed, sailor's delight. Right? <laughs> uh, um, I've never heard that, but I but I mean, how did you possibly, did you use that bed the, the next night? I mean, how would you possibly go to sleep after having that experience? It, it was hard. It yes, was hard. I would imagine. I, I did. We moved eventually. We moved, But yes, it, it was a terrible experience. I'll never forget it. Also, okay. the explanation on it really doesn't matter. Like, whether or not the mouse was pregnant. Yeah. It, it, ultimately, well, the mouse yeah, is still you chewing on your hair. It slightly. could just be a slutty, a slutty single mouse. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, Mary, thank you. Appreciate All right, thank it. you, guys. Have a great day. Somebody texts us in, my wife puts bars of original scent Irish spring soap around to keep I've, the mice out, and it works. I thought she was nuts I've heard first. that. Maybe, <laughs> yes, but I like it, too. <laughs> the Irish spring and then um, uh, a bounce... Sheets. Yes, I've heard bound sheets. I've never yeah. heard of Irish Spring. Really? What is it about Irish Spring? Is there any conjecture as to why Irish Spring would repel mice? Legend? I don't know. It does have a strong Have scent. you heard the story of the mice and the Irish Spring? Uh, no. And the uh, the bounce sheets, I didn't know yeah. that. That's helped stop static cling. So <laughs> you, you leave them around and it keeps mice away? What I've heard is that you stuff, listen, this is all anecdotal, but sure. stuff the bounce sheets into the holes where they might be getting into uh, the home. Okay. And, and for whatever reason, like the scent and the texture will repel the mice. Stuff the bounce sheets in and then seal the opening with juicy fruit. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> and and swing a dead rooster over your head while standing in a pentagram. Well, 
Uh, interesting. Well, these may be viable options for many people as our fair city has ranked number one in rodent sightings uh, from homeowners and renters. Uh, and this is according to an analysis of 2019 Census Bureau housing data. Yeah. There we are. Yay for us. Top of the list once again. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, let us take a break. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order. But it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest wrestles with the WWE, and he is from the area, and uh, we were surprised to find out that he grew up into our show. We're stoked to welcome Mr. Drew Gulak. Hi, guys. How you doing, Drew? I'm wonderful. This is really surreal. I did grow up listening to the show. I listened back when it was Preston, Maryland. And wow. Y100, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I joined, I, it was Preston in Maryland, then Preston, yeah, Maryland, and Steve. Right. Then, For just right. like Preston, a few yeah. weeks. And then, yeah, right, yeah, Preston, Maryland, Steve, and then Maryland uh, went on her own. Uh, you know, she yeah. bailed from, uh, from the show, which we, we're still buddies with her to this day. And then became the Preston and Steve yeah. show. Well, there's a step in between where it was the McNeil Lair report, right between right. that and right. when Marilyn left, and then, right. then we became our show. Yeah. But we don't know why we did that. It was very stupid. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty wild. We'll, we'll, uh, we, uh, the way we found out about you is you had commented on a post I had on Instagram, yeah. and I saw the little blue check by your name, and I'm like, what's this all about? And then, <laughs> and then we find out a little bit more that uh, you grew up in the area. I was just so blown away to see you comment on my edible cheese board that it I was, made. It was a beautiful edible thank you, cheese thank board. You. And uh, I saw there there might be another one. Oh, I yeah. made one last night, <laughs> and I brought it in. We're I'm gonna, so sorry. We're going to sample I'm it. I'm so sorry. You made no, I needed it. I'm working on it. <laughs> you, you picked a good one to dive in on, though, because okay. we had had the conversation, and we do the, you know, the thing called the connoisseur, and Preston brought up this thing, and everybody's going, man, that sounds awesome. And then he posted the picture, like almost that night he took a crack at it, and everyone's going, man, that's awesome. So you jo- you dove in at the right point. If you're yeah. ever going to make a comment, the charcuterie, baked charcuterie board was the time to that's do it. That's the ticket in. That and, was it. <laughs> and this is only the second one I've made, so I do need to work on it a bit, so I don't feel bad at all that I had to make another one. So no, I'm, I'm already impressed. Happy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Beautiful. So where did you grow up in the area? So uh, to the age of 10, I lived in Montgomeryville. Okay. And then I moved to Fox Chase in northeast Philly. 
And then I uh, was there through high school, went to Drexel for two years. Okay. Was it Northeast High that you went to? Yeah, no, Northeast okay. High School. Right. Um, you know, most, were we, were most we popular high school in the city. Where were you studying at, uh, at <laughs> Drexel? 164. Uh, at Drexel, I actually went to be an architectural engineer. Okay. Yeah, that's the school to go to. That lasted one quarter. Like quarters <laughs> there. Yeah, dude. Was that's it just too yeah. hard? Or? It's hard. I, I, it wasn't so much it was hard. I just wasn't interested in, like, all the math. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you know what the yeah. great part of architecture is? The, building the little tiny replicas of what you're going to yeah. build. To me, that, that was it. That, that was, was it. always so I'd cool. I'd still be doing it. Yeah. yeah. Drew, when I, when my, my very brief college moment, I, I took uh, astronomy. I'm like, yeah, I've always loved the stars. Yeah. This is be, this would be really cool. It would be really interesting. My God, was yeah. it hard. <laughs> it's physics. It, was, it yeah. was all physics and math. And yeah. I'm like, this is not what I signed up for, man. Yeah, that's so what I was like. That. No that's exactly what it was like. Like, uh, I switched into film for, for a little bit and um, just decided I wanted to focus on wrestling, which is, I've been doing that since high school. So okay. we on we, uh, football or anything in, in school? Wrestling uh, team. Uh, uh, just a wrestling team. Just okay. the wrestling team. So, so you, you do have a, like a, a classical res, wrestling Yeah, an amateur back, wrestling. Yeah. Background. How exactly. did you do in high school? How were you? I did okay. okay. So city kids have it tougher. Like if you grew up in the suburbs, you're probably doing wrestling from a very young age yeah. and you're doing it a lot. Yep. And um, for me, it was like I met my biology teacher, he happened to be the wrestling coach. And he was like, hey, come try out for the team. And, like, I, I made the team, and, and the practices were grueling and stuff. And I did pretty well. I, I think I made varsity senior year. It was cap- no, it was captain senior year. Varsity maybe um, sophomore year. Junior year? Junior year. Yeah. Uh, so I did okay, but it wasn't, so- it wasn't like, my one focus, too. Right. Like, I was... While I was doing that second year of amateur wrestling, I started training professional wrestling, which was... I don't know. I, thinking like thinking back, I love talking about it because I would go from high school and then I would go to high school wrestling practice and then I would get in a car, drive forty five minutes to Deptford at the time, and do professional wrestling practice till like wow. ten ten wow. ten thirty at night. Wow. Then I get home and I got to wake up the next morning. I remember it's commitment, and yeah, it was just it was grueling then. But right. like I loved pro wrestling so much. And yeah, like, nothing was going to stop me. So going from the the amateur to uh, to pro, uh, obviously, you know, you have to you, you got to work on the moves. You got to know what you're doing. You have to be uh, proficient in the ring. Uh, but you also have to. Is a part of that, uh, you know, being physically large. I mean, you know, making sure that the muscles are big and impressive because that's part of it. Looking at those guys, looking at you guys, you have to go, wow, man. Yeah. You know, so that's a whole other thing outside of, of just the technique of wrestling. It's also you have to you got to look really good, too. It's true. It's yeah. true. And like when I started, I I didn't even think about physique. I didn't think about strength training. I had a wonderful strength training teacher in high school, so thankfully I had that. Mm-hmm. I had the amateur background, so I was in shape. I wasn't huge. Right. You know, I was maybe well, 180 pounds when I started. We've talked about this. Even in, in general, <clears throat> and, and wrestling goes through, um, you know, the, 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 the WWE, and, yeah. and uh, you had been with, with uh, com, a combat zone uh, as well. But, but right now we're in a... I think you have the best athletes um, who are doing it, but they're not necessarily um, Andre the Giant size. Yes, it's right. not that. So you, what you'll get is you're getting like uber stuntman level stuff going on from guys who are really, I think, more athletic than they've been in a while. Would you agree with so, that? So I'll, I'll agree hands down. Like We yeah. have the best athletes ever in the history of professional wrestling right now in WWE. However, uh, we have a guy named Amos right now who's seven foot four. Well, you yeah. don't want to piss him off. No. Right. But <laughs> I'd say, I'd say he's an even more impressive athlete right. than Andre was. As fantastic oh, okay. of an athlete as Andre was, right. he would move around the ring. I'd say Amos, even though he's newer, he's he's got more potential athletically for sure. Wow. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're always going to have the showstoppers, right? you yeah. got your, your Andre the Giants, your King Kong Bundys, your Hulk 
Hulk Hogan's, the, you know, Big John Studd, the, the big dudes that are the showstoppers, yeah. The Rock, Undertaker. you know. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. you also, I mean, you have your like. Would you say pound for pound best wrestler of all time? Somebody like Shawn Michaels or you can uh, absolutely argue that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And hey, listen, Shawn Michaels is not you know he's not a twin the showstopper, but <laughs> but he is also you know like he's just got such uh, amazing athleticism mm-hmm. that you, you know and and that's what people go to see. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I, we've talked about this many times, and 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 it is not false praise to say that the people that we have who come in are the wrestlers are the best entertainers, the mm-hmm. best with the audience. That's why they can port so easily a la Dwayne Johnson sure. into yeah, movies. Yeah. You know how to do it. So, I, you know, a film career in your future, uh, you know, could, could be possible. Yeah. And, and and so with that, I mean, it's... I don't think there's any kind of training for being in the public eye and for doing that sort of work that's any better than the WWE and this world you're in right now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree completely. Like, um, just the experiences I had, even on my journey to get to WWE and traveling around the world and learning how to make a career as an independent wrestler. Right. Very similar to, like, an independent musician has to, like, uh, find their bookings that, that they work, uh, you know, that they enjoy work. Sure, and, yeah. Like, can make them a profit or get them noticed and, like, merchandising and stuff like that. And then just meeting connections and growing. Uh, that experience alone, like, I feel like I can do anything. I can yeah. take on whatever. Well, I need so to. when did you learn that portion of it? Because you go to high school and you're a good wrestler, right? And that's athletics. But that, like, <laughs> did you go to drama club? You know, did you learn how to write a script? Because there are these storylines that as just a guy who's competing in wrestling, that you're not worried about that. But then you get into the entertainment side of things and it really changes the dynamic. So how did you and when did you learn that part of the business? So I would say that the high school wrestling, if anything, it, it didn't really push me into the pro wrestling career. If anything, give me a good foundation athletically to okay. kind of like uh, not hurt in training. Right. Um, the performance side of everything and the uh, the creative side of everything, that kind of grew organically for me uh, just over time gradually because I was independent. You know, I didn't have somebody strictly coaching me on just you need to do this here, you got to do this, you know, at certain times. I had to kind of experiment and find that out on my own. Now, I did work for certain places that had very scripted out storylines and stuff like that. Right. And that's another thing I had in my wheelhouse, just based on that experience alone. Um, so just, it wasn't it wasn't one strict thing. I'd say it took me about six years to start to get comfortable and learn all of that and how to put it all together, just for me. That was my story. Um but just a very gradual experience learning the performance side of it. What were what was uh, mom and dad's reaction uh, when <laughs> from architect, you know, going yeah from architect? What do you engineer. mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, uh, we we had hoped you would put that architecture stuff aside. <laughs> that was not the conversation. <laughs> we, um, no, there's, there's no there's no work in architecture. No, it, it was interesting. Like my my family, they they. They knew that I was super passionate about it, yeah. but they didn't really get professional wrestling. They didn't understand it. Um, so to do it on an independent level, that's real scary as a parent, seeing your kid just go and just mess around at these shows. You don't even know what's happening there. He could get hurt. He's right. not making money. I'm making maybe 50 bucks to 200 bucks at most. That's a really good payday on an independent <laughs> level, for real. Um, so... Like, that's, that's pretty scary as a parent. Do you know what's yeah. funny, though? If you were to go, and I wonder if you go to your parents and say, I would like to become a Hollywood stuntman. Or <laughs> ah. a, a, because essentially, in this what they call sports entertainment, yeah. you know, it's it's there's just a nuanced mm-hmm. difference between them. But still, just somehow we think, but that has, look, they look at your success. Did you, did you see the movie The Wrestler? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we talk about it all the time. It's amazing. So, yeah. Well, um, I was very lucky to be there when they were filming it at the arena in South Philly. My yeah. po- my poster's in the in the movie. Ah, that's awesome. Little, little tidbit. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But one of the things I thought was so cool about when Aronofsky created that story is that he did it kind of in conjunction with Black Swan. Yeah. Um, and he considered originally they were the same movie, and then he turned the ballerina into a stripper. And that's where <laughs> Marissa Tomei's character came from. Ah. So he made Black Swan separately. But uh, when they designed that story, it was the merging of like what con- people consider a low-class art form and what people consider a high-class art form between wrestling wow. and ballet. That's and, wild. And showing the obsession that performers can go through trying to reach heights. In the uh, same thing, yeah. But it's such, Very cool. it, it, it's such, and it's also I'll say this: in the evolution, you guys are are always like whip smart. You know, there was this perception for the longest time. <laughs> you know, these things, yeah. Change. But to conduct these things and and to do this at the level you do it, um, uh, you know, is is very intense. And talking about getting. Getting your thing. What is your gimmick? What is your you know? Because you you've got to have that immediate high concept. Thing that the audience can go, okay, he's this guy. He's the heel. He's the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's the the bad guy or the good guy or we don't know. Bad guy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you: Given your druthers, what would you? What, what appeals to you more? The the heel or the hero or oh, being a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah, uh, I like both. I'm I'm rare. Like I yeah. actually, most people would say that like, oh, I like being a heel because that's easier. It's easier right. to get people pissed off at you instead mm-hmm. of uh, you know people to cheer for you uh, authentically. But I, 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 I always love both. I always love the transition out of the bad guy who's suddenly like, wait a second, he might be good because <laughs> the the audience tends to like. We understand this yeah. guy now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They know. So yeah. many of them, yeah, yep. we're, we're bad and they become good. I think historically, too, those are the most successful kind yeah. of characters that take off. Like yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin's a perfect example where he came in um, when he started doing the Stone Cold character. Like, he was just badass, no nonsense, but he was beating up people that people really cared about. And, and you know, that was not that was not enjoyed for a lot of fans. And right. they started realizing he doesn't take crap from anybody. Yeah. And then it just it was a natural, organic turn. And then he became the biggest star in wrestling at the time. Hey, do you as a wrestler get a say in your storyline? Can you suggest things at least? So the the most surprising thing uh, that I've learned about working with WWE is how collaborative everything really? is. Really? Okay. That's and, awesome. Like, fans are usually surprised to hear that. Yeah. And I know like a lot of wrestlers who are trying to make it there are very surprised to hear that a lot of the time. Okay. So. Drew, you get to uh, perform in front of fans again soon in person. Uh, <laughs> it's been a year and a half. Yeah, right? man. And, and, and so fans coming back. <laughs> and, and when and where is that going to happen? Uh, so I believe it's the second week in July. We're doing a tour in Dallas. It's going to be SmackDown in uh, Houston, and I believe Money in the Bank is that weekend in Fort Worth, and then Raw, which is the show that I'm currently a part of, um, will be in Dallas. And then from there, we just kind of go. That's cool. You know what was the, the proof that what you guys do is is effective? Is that bereft of an audience <laughs> when you were conducting it, it sort of looked like a wild stage play, like Arthur Miller meets wrestling, yeah. and yet the fan base stayed, for the most part, locked in. Yeah. You know? I mean, so if you didn't have the ability to riff and to, you know, <laughs> it was just such a weird thing. The audio from a lot so of those amazing. matches is some of the yeah. funniest stuff because, you know, we hear the, you always hear the crowd and the, right. the murmur and the whole thing and the, all yeah. that punctuating. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly it became, you know, it, it, like, uh, uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? You know, and it's this weird thing, but you guys were able to do it. You yeah. Know? That was uh, that was an amazing experience. Not in a good way, but just ama- not in the best way. It was just unique and amazing to be yeah. a part of that. Like, uh, Vince, is, Vince McMahon is... is uh, uh, very um, uh, dedicated, extremely dedicated, and like there was no way he was going to stop the show. He had to keep the show going. Did you? And we you, did. We did it. Do you think anything's going to stay? Is there anything that you guys gleaned from that 
that will stay with the you know post COVID <clears throat> world of wrestling. I think technologically, we we advanced a lot of things. Yeah, bringing the building the Thunderdome, which is what they called the, <laughs> right. the live stage that they built. Um, <laughs> testing things with like uh, augmented reality for people's entrances and just, right. that kind of stuff all got laser focused on because yeah. you know we were in a sterile environment at first. So you'll see a lot of that carry on to the live events in new ways that you cool. probably haven't seen yet for sure. Uh, I'm going through your Instagram, which is just a, it's, <laughs> it's 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 definitely a fun scroll here. Yeah, but thanks, man. Um, you know. There's a picture of you in, in the Nature Boy. I mean, oh, that yeah. that it, 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 you know, for for a fan, like you're you're a fan mm-hmm. before you were an employee, right? Like so, and it just says always an honor. So when I read that, I go, oh, so you've you've met and, and hung out with Ric Flair more than one time. Like that's <laughs> got to be so cool. Uh, it's awesome. He comes by all the time, even if he's not you know featured on the show. His daughter, uh, extremely successful wrestler, Charlotte Flair. Um, very talented. So he'll come by and like watch her perform, or he'll That's just cool. come and support the other wrestlers. And wow, Rick, well, Rick's I, awesome. I got an email from a guy. I wasn't going to say anything since you, but you, I, I didn't know you had a connection with Rick Flair. I got an email from a guy who was desperately trying to get Rick Flair to be the best man at his wedding. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and he wanted me to ask you about it. And yeah, I, I'm like, funny. I don't know. Man. He's, got a, he's got a he's got a wedding uh, reception website. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt oh, it. He way. also he's also a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh, yeah, but, yeah. but honestly, Ric Flair is, was my loyal. How much is that guy willing to pay, and how much is uh, is what's the that's, number for Ric Flair to do that? Right Probably, yeah. I gotta imagine a couple I, I hundred thousand. I've mentioned this before, but I, I grew up just as a kid, detesting, hating. Just, I thought he was the most vile human being, Ric Flair. I hated him. He was so mean to everybody. He was such a show off. And it wasn't until I was a full-grown adult, well into my 40s, that I was on YouTube and I pulled up a video of, like, Ric Flair's greatest rants. And I didn't know how much entertainment that guy had given me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just fell in love with him. Yeah. I did because I, I, I literally, I was, like, scared of the guy when I was a kid. <laughs> That's how I felt about Sergeant that, Slaughter. I was, like, legit. Wow, I was, like, oh, because yeah. I saw him, like, whipping some guy. And I was, like, dude, he's, like, beating... He's beating that He's guy mean. with a whip, like that's right. Like, what if he comes to my house? That's yeah. so. It's so great though that that becomes that's the stuff you carry with oh, you through Ar- your life. Yeah. He stole yeah. Harley Race's uh, oh, the cowboy dang. hat and crumpled oh. it up, and I'm like, <laughs> you don't do that, you know. And I was just, but I didn't realize it until later that that it was it was actually a really those memories are so fun to think about. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and it was something special, man. And you're that's creating awesome. those memories for some people. Yeah, you know? it's surreal. Like, yeah. That's you know, it's really cool. All I right, take it for granted. So yeah. Ric Flair is undoubtedly a legend, and everything that we the credit is credit due, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was texting with a friend yesterday, and I am so exhausted by the Ric Flair woo at Phillies games and Flyers games. It it personally drives me nuts. Do you? <laughs> have you heard it? And do you have an opinion on that? Like, have you ever heard like fans? They do the they do the woo. So yeah. of course, yeah. I, I I will be in a crowd randomly outside, <laughs> and people will say woo. Right. And yeah. it, it's like I, you know, just knowing where it comes from, it's really cool. I take pride in like, okay. being a part of that community. Uh, the yes chants. Have you heard those? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Daniel so the, Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Exactly. Someone who I was, I was very close. I'm very close with. Um. So like. That and kind then, of stuff is awesome. But it turned to no for a while, too, or something, right? He, <laughs> that confused me. Or he ha- he was saying no, or... 
Well, you know, you're a good guy. Yeah. He's a good works, man. He's been by here a bunch of times. We, I like, I like yeah, him a lot. He's great. Um, yeah, I, I never get tired of the woos. Uh, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm okay with them all the time. My neighbor across the street from me, whenever he comes outside, if we're outside, he goes, woo! Seriously? And he's older, too. Well, what reaction do you give him when you go I give him a woo back. He calls, so he's going to do it every time. And then I do it to him. So now when I see him, I go, woo. And it's your thing. Woo. He yeah. thinks you're best friends. It's like Here's screaming Slayer, yeah. right? That's yeah. right. By the way, if you're just tuning in, it's Drew Gulak. I just want to reset from uh, WWE. Oh, thanks, sir. Let me ask you. So who is, so we know Vince McMahon is the muckety-muck. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's now so many tendrils to this world. Is there a second person who's like... You know the um, who he can delegate to, who's the overseer of all this? Because it seems like it's just too damn much for Vince to be, you know, checking everything all the time. So that that's the one thing that I don't think you could ever say to him is that something's too much for him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So he's he's very much like still at all the shows and running the shows and sitting backstage wow. and doing wow. that. And then uh, NXT, which was originally developmental brand, and has now become the third brand. Uh, for WWE, they have a show on USA. Um, that's run by Triple H. Okay. And that's, he's kind of doing okay. what Vince right. did there oh. with, with that show. All right, so we, how many nights of programming is there a week with WWE? Uh, so... From, and, and, all, all, and all the... the across Central, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say six or seven right now. <laughs> wow. Like, <laughs> per week. Uh, yeah. And, and they're in all... Like, let's list them. Let's list them. So we got Raw. That's uh-huh. on USA Network. Yeah. We got NXT, which is on USA Network. We got SmackDown, which is on Fox. Then uh, secondary shows, we have um, NXT UK, which is in the UK, and okay. that's on that was it's now on Peacock, 205 Live, which is on Peacock, and then we have W's main event, which is like a pseudo recap show, and then some exclusive matches. I'm featured on there quite a bit. Right. Uh, that'll be on Hulu. And then I think that's, pay-per-views once a month. And then pay-per-views once a month, yeah. Sure. That's a, that's that's a, a machine. Of, that's a ton of entertainment, man. Yeah, it's it's Plus, NXT has their own pay-per-views, too. So those those are, you know, happening and, six times a year. And they're in different cities every, every like, you know. And we'll these be going be, forward, yeah. Oh, man. Man, just talking about all this has made me hungry. Yeah. Oh, well, we got to get to that, Preston. <laughs> yeah. We have to. That's why oh. this man is here. Marissa is now going to bring in <laughs> yes. my edible charcuterie yes. board wow. that uh, that drew the attention wow. of Drew Gulak, and we are now going to sample this. Here it is. I don't have any fanfare oh music gosh. or anything <laughs> like that, but. All right. All right. Okay, so oh, you know here we go. Can I get a uh, can I get a, a knife to cut the brie, please? Yes, to cut this, the brie. That's probably something for, you hear a lot wow. in wrestling. Is for cutting this. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to let Drew sample this. And actually, you're supposed to just grab it and tear it. Now, keep in mind, I put this in yeah. the fridge overnight. It probably would be better if it were fresh, fresh off the and, grill. Yeah, uh, fresh off the grill, exactly. So. Um, Drew, that can be your catchphrase, your new catchphrase. Fresh off the Somebody get me a knife so I can cut the brie. <laughs> cut the brie. Oh, no, well. but I do like fresh off the grill. I like fresh off the grill. <laughs> fresh off the grill. <laughs> fresh off the grill, brother. This bread has all sorts of little cheeses in it. <laughs> and what did I call the honey? The honey divot? Where's the honey divot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh-huh. let he has to have the first taste. 
The little corner, you can grab some cheese or meat, and this is honey that you can dip it in. Is okay. that the honey divot? I think Casey said he wanted to feed me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, maybe that happens. Not the first bite, though. No, he has to. Yeah. He has, yeah. A man has to share alone time with his friend. All right, so what do you recommend? To to I would go with uh, the piece of bread, a piece of brie, bread just to start with and dip it in, okay. in the, uh, the honey. So wow. <laughs> You grilled this. Yeah, grilled it. That's yep. amazing. So grab a little piece of brie there. You, you can <laughs> tear off that some, some of that if you want Get to. In there. And then uh, you said dip, some honey. Yeah, dip it in a little bit of honey there. Okay, okay. Well, okay. While he's doing this, he th- it, it's bothering me. You know when someone reminds you of somebody, but you can't figure out who it is. It's another athlete. Dormouse. Okay, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. He reminds you of Dormouse. Yes, yeah. it's the way he speaks. Mm. Okay, he's got a bite. Is it a little crunchy or mm-hmm. yeah? Because you got a <laughs> you got a corner piece. <laughs> you picked the. The crunchiest part. I'm sorry. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Is it good? Yeah. Excellent. Yay! Yay! You're approved! <laughs> so we have breakfast of champions right now. Now Casey's going to, uh, I think he's going to feed... Uh, Drew man. a piece of it, yeah, because they, they actually they went on oh, social media that. about this. Okay, uh, Casey said he would like to feed him a piece. Maybe a little less crunchy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> something yeah, cr- that won't blow his teeth out of his skull. The corner's very crunchy. I apologize. No, this, no, it's good, man. A little long. You know, Casey gave an enema to Ric Flair once. So oh, this, uh, <laughs> this that's is, where the woo came. Yeah, from. That's where the woo. Man. So you, you want some meat? Yeah, give me some savory. I never knew that. Yeah, that the, the woo uh, came from of the casing. Right, yeah, a little prosciutto. Yeah, uh, right. I would recommend this cheese right there. Right That's there. called okay. a prima donna. It is a gouda. It is fantastic. Okay, very prima donna. And you can either go with the honey or not. Wash it's up to hand. you. So, good. all right, case. Make this ma- make this matter. It's a big piece. He's, he's, a, big, well, right. he's a big man. He's a yeah. big boy. Yeah. All right, here we go. Buddy. All right, he is no now. case. Do the plane. Yeah. There's a plane. Yeah. 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 Who's a big boy? From the top turnbuckle, all the way into Drew's mouth. So yeah. Drew, how's your uh, barbecuing and cooking. <laughs> Is this something you think you could tackle? Yeah, grilling. I know nothing about it. Okay, but so I just I just bought my first house. And, uh, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So. Oh yeah. Where is where's home for you? By the way, now. So right now I'm in Orlando, okay. but I come up to Philly as much as I can. Um, on the auto train. <laughs> yeah, I just take the auto train up there. On, the, on the gyrocopter. Right. <laughs> the Vince McMahon gyrocopter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Gulag copter. Yeah. So, yeah, Orlando. Yeah, so you just got a house. That's cool. Yeah, we just got a house down there. Mm-hmm. And are you married? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, my wife, Liz. All right. Did you ever see an alligator in the wild? <laughs> Casey's obsessed on, with actually seeing dude. an alligator, not at Gatorland, yeah. but yeah, dude, out so, and about. So the only thing we wanted to do since moving down there... Where where are the alligators? Yeah. Sam? The only time I've seen one, we visited Kennedy Space Center, and they're just on the side of the road. Oh, man. you you, you spend enough time, you will see you will see your share of, of gators, and they also have the, what the snakes and the. Uh... I saw one at the airport. I mean, yeah. they, they have yeah. actually have these ponds sure. out yes. there, yes. and I've seen them out the sun themselves. My wife says it doesn't me. count. She it doesn't mean. count. It doesn't. Count. I want to see a giant one on the side of a. So we went to Rocco's Tacos one time, and there's like a giant like a uh, lake behind there. 
And uh, I went out, and it was at night. And my yeah. friend was saying, if you can, you, usually you can see their eyes like glistening in the night and stuff. I uh-huh. couldn't even see that. No. It was cold, though. It was a little cold. <laughs> yeah, it was a little chilly. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, we have to get the rating one to 10 on the charcuterie uh, baked board. What are you giving it? Oh, that's a 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's right. a 15. All right, excellent. Somebody get me a knife so I can cut the breed. <laughs> well, listen, Drew, this is awesome to uh, to meet you in person. Yeah, this is great. Thank and, you for having me. And in. you're back in town from time to time, mm-hmm. so we'll find a reason to to hook up again, I'm sure. Please, anytime. This is great. And especially if... Um... Oh, do you all still say, hey, bitches? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Hey, hey, if you want to, go ahead and say it. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? <laughs> Uh, and maybe if, you know, maybe Monday Night Raw, you'll be back in at home and yeah. performing. Philadelphia hasn't been announced yet for a tour, but I'm sure it'll be announced uh, yeah. sometime in the near future. That's awesome. Usually yeah. once a year. Yeah. We, once we or get twice. it. So, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, thanks so much for coming by, man. It's a pleasure to meet Thank you. you guys so much. It was awesome. It's here for Drew Gulak, guys. WWE wrestler, fan of the President Steve Show, and a Philly hometown guy. I love it. Yep. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Metallica. Larkin Poe. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre Final. And it's brought to you by Pro Team Collision, your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto auto body repair needs. All right, uh, here's a weird one to begin with, a horrible one, but very, very strange. Uh, prosecutors will not retry a man accused of killing a popular store manager from Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, Prosecutors instead agreed to a not guilty by reason of insanity finding. Now, attorneys for the accused, a guy named uh, Pinkaj Bazin, have said that Bazin thought the victim was a werewolf. Ah, (laughs) yeah. And he he was or wasn't? Well, he wasn't. And so therein lies the issue. If he was actually a werewolf... You know, maybe he wouldn't have been accused at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So the store manager, Brad Jackson, 65 years old, was found dead. This is in 2018, about a year ago, roughly, inside a place called Window Universe, where he worked. Bazim. Sounds like a place a werewolf would hang out Was at. found naked in a car nearby and arre- arrested in his killing. Uh, Bazim's attorney said that their client had checked out of a psychiatric hospital just days before he left his New Jersey home, drove to the D.C. area. Attorney said his first stop was at the Four Seasons in Georgetown. Uh, the hotel staff called security when he told them people are going to die. It's going to be a bad day. Two hours later, he drove to Old Town and walked up a flight of stairs to Jackson's office at Window Universe. Uh, Bazine said Jackson asked him, what are you doing here? Get the F out. Bazine then allegedly picked up a box cutter and stabbed him 53 times. He also beat him and broke his neck. Uh, after his trial ended in a hung jury in March, the Commonwealth requested its own forensic exam. Their medical professionals came back with the same conclusion that the defense's doctor did, that Bazin was insane when he violently attacked a complete stranger. This but- wasn't the work of a man, it was a wolf. Prosecutors also polled the first jury, and they found that they had been 10-2 uh, to two to acquit. Uh, so, yeah, he, he, apparently he said he thought the guy was a werewolf. 
Uh, Bazine will be committed uh, to Central State Hospital in Virginia and will undergo regular evaluations to see if his return to his sanity. I think he benefited from having a defense lawyer who was a mummy. Yeah. That did help. Yeah. No, yeah. probably. Uh, mother was so embarrassed that she prayed that the ground would, quote, swallow her up when staff at her daughter's nursery school called her to discuss a drawing of what appeared to be a giant penis. <laughs> Amelia Barnhouse, who was four years old, picked a pink slide when she was asked to draw something from a recent trip uh, in <laughs> Wales. Uh, the child drew a long, pink, and rigid slide complete with a rounded top and two large circular steps at the bottom. Okay. Which left her teachers in fits of giggles. Uh, uh, the mom, Vicky, was left mortified, and her husband, Patrick, joked that he would never return to the nursery school after <laughs> staff invited her in for a chat after she arrived to pick up Amelia on Friday. Then you probably don't want to see my vagina picture. <laughs> she said, I 100% thought it was X-rated as soon as I saw it. It looked like it looked nothing like a slide. She said that she was lining up to pick up Amelia as usual when one of the teachers Asked her for a quick chat with a uh, workbook to her chest, hiding what was on the page. She said, we were just wondering, what park you take Amelia to? <laughs> and then she showed me the book, and we had uh, teaching assistants and other staff there, and we were all roaring with laughter. She said, I didn't want her to uh, think that we were laughing at her, so I said, Amelia, this is a really good drawing. We'll be getting the book at the end of her uh, of July to keep for future reference, so we'll be saving it for her 18th birthday, I think. But it looks it looks like a penis. It's you know what happens, too, with the weather uh, people, weather yep. men and weather women, whenever they're drawing on that screen, yeah. uh, there are countless pictures of faux phalluses. Yeah, Johnny Belaris. John Belaris yeah. is a famous one, and in his case, he actually looks like he's stroking it. <laughs> yep. Oh, you're right. Yes. He's got both hands up. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's a great shot. Last week, Judy Plunick filed a lawsuit against Macy's claiming that a makeup consultant at the store left her with a permanent X mark on her face after a consultation in February. Uh, Plenick said that it happened at Macy's the uh, at the Baybrook Mall in Houston, Texas. She says that her dermatologist compared the dark marking to a tattoo they can't get it off? The lawyer's dermatologist recommended getting a biopsy to figure out what it was. A spokesperson for Macy says they're unable to provide any information on this matter since it's an ongoing investigation. It's a short story. I don't know much more about it. But yes, yeah. it was like a deep, irremovable X on my face. Yeah, so that's what she ended up with. Hey, the owner of an Amazon Echo Dot claims that Amazon's Alexa assistant has started insulting him and swearing at him whenever he asks it to play music. <laughs> Michael Slade says that the insults began after he canceled his Amazon Prime subscription. Amazon engineers were puzzled by the behavior and offered Slade gift cards and a year of free Prime membership as compensation. <laughs> Slade claims that he has no idea what caused Alexa to get foul mouth. Though the Daily Mail points out that there is software available for the Echo Dot that can make Alexa say rude words. Yes. I didn't know that. If that you sounds, want to mod it. That sounds pretty fun. And then we'll do one more story and wrap this up. Let's go with this. Uh, Milo, an orange cat, tabby cat, was uh, sleeping on his owner's lawn in Murray, Utah last week when animal control officers delivered two misdemeanor charges to the animal's owner. Kate Anderson says that the citation listed two charges, one for having an animal at large and one for not having an animal license attached. Anderson said someone took a photo of the cat sleeping and reported it to the city, adding that she has a cat door so that the animal gets in and out at will. The ordinance apparently prohibits the animal being in the yard. 
and it dates back to 1963 and prohibits any animal from being in any area, even if it's on the owner's property, without a leash, secured in a yard, or confined to a vehicle. Even if it's a cat, huh? Yeah, an attorney says that they have filed a motion to dismiss the charges. So you get a ticket <laughs> for the dog just, or the, the cat being out on the lawn. That's and the cat had to have a license exposed around it, like on its I collar? I don't know. That seems really stupid. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you at this point in time. We'll come back. We'll get to the lesson question and the trashy music news as well. Stay right there. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There was a really uh, cool post uh, that our friend uh, Tyrone Johnson down at uh, The Fanatic on with uh, Mike Misnelli uh, had posted on Instagram, and it's called Trilogy Meter. And it's the famous movie trilogies, like uh, big blockbusters. Um, and it ranks them... Uh, in how they are in within their own trilogy, how the three movies rank amongst themselves, which is kind of cool. Uh, and and there are some on here that that actually went on to have more than three movies. But uh, you usually consider the first, yeah, the first three obviously to be the the core trilogy. And I see this as being a very valid way to approach these franchises. And as um, we're going to kind of go through this, and it's not numbers; it's these um, uh, graphs. Uh, so you got to just kind of ballpark um, the percentages, but. With this, I thought about maybe opening up a conversation as well of a very much disliked movie of a trilogy, but you actually like it. You know what I mean? Sure. One that gets panned among the great threes. (laughs) Right. Okay. But you actually really like it a lot. So we're going to, we'll stay in the three. We won't go to like numbers, like Saw 6. Right, right. Or, you know, the whole Star Wars universe. Listen, the first three movies, yeah, are, are what it's ranking here. So, so shut up. just yeah. keep it within that that parameter. Um, I and- heard you guys, and I've never seen it, but the, the third Godfather movie is uh, abysmal. But Steve, you said not, that there was a recut or something along right. those lines. The 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 death of of uh, Michael Corleone is it's the uh, it's the um, Francis Ford Coppola re edit. 
It makes it better. It certainly does. It extracts some issues that were part of it. The third movie, here's the problem. When you're the third movie in a trilogy and the first two are Godfather 1 right. and Godfather 2, <laughs> yeah. you've got a hell of a lot of work to do, yep. and the movie just didn't rise to the challenge. So no. re-edits better. On these uh, on these graphs, so we use the Godfather right, to start off right. with as an example. Uh, it's got number one at almost a hundred percent. Number two is a hundred percent, and number three is like zero. So uh, on this thing, and I think you and I agree, I tend to fluctuate between number one and number two. Yep. I to me, number two might be the better movie because simply because there's more of it. Yep. And there's, there's, it's just unbelievable. But then you have to, Preston's like the seesaw. I could feel it starting to tilt back the other way. But then the original Godfather with Brando and all his glory and all those iconic scenes. But then again, you have Nevada. and you. Yeah. Well, yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah. thing about Godfather, yeah. too, is is there's Nevada, there's Sicily, there's Cuba. Right. You're, you're, you're going all around to all it's different tremendous. places. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's, it's just number two is an epic, just yeah. a, 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 an astonishing masterpiece. But actually, one goes to Sicily. Uh, as uh, two well. goes to Sicily yeah, as well. Yeah, they both do. Yeah, yeah you're right. So. And one of them goes to a spring break in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> oh, with, no. with Ernest? This is going to be great. Yeah. Look at this booger. Hey, booger's there. <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. Way. He, will always, he eats his own boogers. It's disgusting, but you love him. <laughs> and it's just as crazy as this filthy son of a bitch, but goddamn, he makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Gangsters in paradise. I gotta see this guy, a gay guy who can really throw a javelin so far. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Oh my god, that's like oh oh. Now now my mind is reeling because were there at least were there three? Yeah, there were. Uh, there were more than more. three. Yeah. Okay, so we can all say the first one. Yes, by far, ground yeah. the massively superior one. We're talking the, about nerds now, right? The nerds. Okay. Yeah. Second one, I oh, liked Nerds in Paradise. I did too. I was okay yeah. with it. There are moments. It didn't have enough Anthony. The Edwards. third one, I don't think has anybody. Maybe Robert Carradine, perhaps. And the third one, horrible. Uh, hang on a second. So here's here's someone who wants to jump in with <clears throat> one of the movies. Of a trilogy that is panned, but they actually like. So I'm going to go to uh, Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Rock. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. What's up, Brian? Ocean's 13. Um, I think that was a pretty good movie um, compared to, I think it was a little bit better than Ocean's 12. Um, just not quite as good as Ocean's 11. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. so you liked Ocean's 13. That was the third movie, right? Yeah, that was the third. Okay, movie I thought it said here that you, that you thought the second movie was the best of the series because Ocean's Twelve. I didn't even make it ten minutes in, and I bailed on it. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. It's okay. It's just okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the third one's good. He's right. Thirteen is good because uh, Pacino is actually pretty pretty good in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the first one, I mean, uh, the first one's a remake of the Sinatra. The first, the Ocean's Eleven, is much better than the the Sinatra version of it, the Clooney version. But. Oh, yeah, I agree with you, Brian. I think that's a good assessment. Yeah, I'll go along with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Brian. We have validated your opinion. I thought he was going to say that the second one was the best, and I needed to hear that argument. Oh, no way. No, no. All right, so here's another one. We did Godfather. Uh, Back to the Future. Now, these are the way that it's ranked on this graph. These are trilogies, the trilogy meter. Uh, Number one is nearly at 100%. 
And number two and three are even at about 75%. So a lot of people crap on the third one. I, I think the third one is is pretty well done. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's good. Um, but where would you fall? Then it goes again to the first two, Preston. I'd go. Uh, I'd go. My personal out of the three, I'd, I'd rank one, three, and then two. Uh, I thought three was a little bit better than two on my personal. Really? Okay. And what, yeah. what about two? Didn't you like? It was clunky. Yeah. Uh, you thought too much jumping. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a little bit clunky. I with, can see that. I, I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like. Biff uh, um, Marty as uh, as an old man. You know, it's only for a moment right, or two yeah, that you yeah. see him. And young Marty. And yeah, they. <sighs> yeah, Marty's son is Marty. Right. Yeah. And, and Griff and, is you know what? It. Yeah, because you know what they say. He, what he says. If you go back to the first one, uh, Doc Brown says, "No, you, uh, you and what's her name, Rebecca or what Jennifer. You and Jennifer turn out fine. It's your kids. Your kids. Right? No, he's a dick as yeah. an old guy. He didn't yeah. turn out fine." Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, I got no, no, no. I, I, I think that's legit. I would probably go one as my favorite. Yeah. Um. You know, here I'll, I'll make a bold statement. I'll say two and three probably sit at about the same level. For okay. Me. Yeah. Okay. So I go one, three, two, just like you, Preston. Uh, three was shot. Um, like the cinematography and the scenery helped, it, helped it make a lot better. Yeah. The old west. I love the old west scenes. Three just ends kind of weirdly with the flying train and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but right. three has ZZ Top. And the scene with ZZ Top <laughs> makes the movie for me. Okay. All right. Case, you were... You're, you're I, go one, one, two, I go one, two, three. I never really cared for three. Um, but don't get me started on what two is. And, the, it, you know... You don't I, care for it? No, no. I have had... Did you just turn our screen off, Preston? I didn't mean to. Okay. It's no, no. It's, it's flashing. Sorry. Uh, so the problem... You said I, one, two, three, and yeah. I was going to hit Frank Rizzo. One, two, three. One, two... <laughs> Three. But, but the, um, uh, the um, my screen in front of me keeps flashing. Oh, that's a new feature. Oh, is that what? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem I have with two is that... Uh, One, two, three. There you go. Now, that's Frank Rizzo's water. Yeah. And I have had this discussion many times that um, when the second Marty and Jennifer leave 1985 to go into the future, they have now gone missing. So when they go into the future, they can't go see their future selves because their future selves are their present selves. And so they can't exist in two places at the same time because at 1985, they have gone missing. So when they get to the future, they have been missing for however long that's been, 25 years so or whatever. M- minus what is a, is a is an anomalous sort of conceit. Uh-huh. Is there anything else about the movie? Because you, you cannot have a perfect time travel uh, no, no, and you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right about that. But I just liked it. I liked, you know, going into the future. I liked the... Uh, the, the world the, is the, envisioned. The, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, the hoverboards and right. the flying cars and uh, the, the lace-up shoes and, all, I, I, you know, all of that stuff I loved. I do think it's very cool. I, I agree with Preston, though, in that it's it's overly kinetic, I mm-hmm. think. You know, there's it's too much, you know. But uh, the first one to me has such an amazing charm to it. Yeah, man. You know, and that to me is why it's the best. The first one's pretty yeah. perfect as far as movies go. I know there's time travel cons- uh, complaints, but did you ever notice that that uh, in the town square, it's designed to look like the flux capacitor? There's a path that goes to the. Uh, no, the I have not. And so there's this overhead shot of the town square, and it's designed. And Zemeckis put in all these Easter eggs, like I the long by mall. Yeah, it's so yeah. great. Well, so the other Easter egg that I wasn't aware of, and actually, I might not. I this might not even be true, but I had heard that the bum. At the end of the movie, yes. uh, you crazy drunk drivers. Right. That's the mayor in 1955. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I could see that. Whoever was running against you know, when they, they have the loudspeaker and everything. Oh, that's why okay. they call yeah. him Mayor Bum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hi, Mayor Bum. 
Uh, all right, so we've tackled Back to the Future. We fixed that one. Okay, next. Indiana Jones. What all are you right. going to do for one, two, or three? I, I will probably take the unpopular position here. A lot of people do not like Temple of Doom. Right. I happen to love it. I think it's great. So I would go one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Just, I like like Frank Rizzo. Just like Rizzo. Just like Rizzo. Yeah. One, two, three. And I love the third. I think it's super well done. That's the last crusade? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, like, I, I go yeah. one, three, two. Uh, which I think a lot of people might know. And there's a lot of people who just don't like Temple of Doom. I I actually like the darkness of it. And um, you know what turns me off though, Steve is is Kate Capshaw. Me too. Terrible actress. And the entire movie, I can't get past. Well, that's as the the, you know the femme fatale of it. I can see that. And she's not Nancy Allen. She's not resourceful. She's whining and screaming a lot. Right. However, there's some cool indie moments. The drawbridge scene or the the rope bridge scene is phenomenal. I mean, yeah. dude, re- it, it was terrifying to me to see somebody reach into another person's chest and rip their heart out. That yeah. was absolutely. I was. Uh, and then you started watching porn and realized it gets even more disgusting. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! No, but I really like three because of Junior. Yeah, Junior, Junior, Junior. <laughs> what are you saying, Pop? Junior. Uh, and how did Indy not yeah. end up? Why do you have a, a, a pronounced Scottish accent and mm-hmm. you have nothing? I think two didn't even have um, Denim Elliott in it either. I think he was, no. uh, you know, he's not in Temple of Dooms, and he's back in for the third one. So yeah, um, I go one, three, two, and I, I've never seen four all the way through, and I don't think I ever will. I just watched it fully, believe uh, it or not. Is uh, that Crystal Skull? That's Crystal yeah. Skull, and it just to me, it sullies the entire trilogy. Okay. It has, it has some fun moments, and it has some what were you thinking right. moments, <laughs> like surviving a an atomic bomb blast <laughs> by getting in a refrigerator. A refrigerator that hurls 200 yards across a field, rockets down a cliff, and he gets out. Woo! Well, Woo! you remember he jumps out of a plane, though, with a uh, with an inflatable boat, too. So That's real. There's, uh, there's a lot of crazy. That's real. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of insanity out of uh, the Anna Jones. His superpower is that he's the luckiest person in the world. Yeah, pretty he much. absolutely is, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, Star Wars. That's, uh, I mean, do we need to? Uh, uh, well, one, it's going to be Empire's the best. Uh, I'm going to do two, one, three. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, but here's the deal. I know you guys don't care for three. I like Return of the Jedi a lot. I, 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 it's sweet and and horrible at the same time. I, I, I remember watching it the first time in the theater. I wanted to murder every Ewok. I wanted the yeah. Empire to win. Now, when I found out later on that they had talked about maybe setting it on Kashyyyk, yeah. that would have been a cooler decision. To Kashyyyk. go with it. Yeah, it's the Wookiee home planet. Yeah. Right. Um, all right, what about uh, Die Hard? We were just talking about Die Hard that, earlier this morning. Okay, I know. Uh, 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 one, two, three. Yeah. One, two, I'll take this out back and I'll have you all sexual. One, two, three. I go one, three, two. Okay. Get away from me. I really like Die Hard. You're a lush. You're a crumb You do what? What do you like? I like Die Hard with a vengeance. I like the Samuel L. Jackson, uh, the... Uh, uh, figure out the um the way the, the riddle water and, yeah. and the riddle. Yeah, yeah. I I hated it. I, yeah. I didn't care for it oh. at all. Get away I think, from me. Yeah, I know you're right. <laughs> Preston's right on this side, but you, I'll take you out back and I'll violate you sexually. Uh, one was such a. It's uh, great. It was just such a surprise. Uh, the way that movie played. And you know who was supposed to play John McClane? Burt Reynolds. No, it was uh, it was Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, Initially, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the movie was pitched years and years and years uh, before that. Okay, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that's originally who so, they were going to go with. I think 
number two benefits from a, more of a sense of being locked into an area, whereas number three, yeah, the the diehard thing works when you're sort of more confined, mm-hmm. and they've got to stay in that airport and that airport range, you know, out on the tarmac and all that. Number three becomes more expansive, how, and I think it loses something. I don't know too that well. Uh, how does he end up <clears throat> in that pickle? Well, what happens is there's, there's a, a, a military. Uh, a colonel who's gone rogue, who's handling, there's a, a drug, uh, you know, uh, South American cartel general who's being transported to the United States. Basically, there's this big plot to free him and make a lot of money. But why is John McClain there? John is happy. He's at the airport. He's going to pick up his wife, I think. And he just noticed, he notices, a li- right. you know, his detective instincts kick in. And he noticed a little bit of activity. And eventually, right. he just kind of wanders into... Uh, where the um, uh, uh, the air traffic controller people, like you know how you can just kind of walk oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Airports, you just wear, go wherever you want. And then he finds out uh, that something's going on, and he just kind of inserts himself into it. And the whole time, Dennis Franz wants him to get the hell out. Get out of here, you Yes. All right, so how about, um, looking at this list, it's the trilogy meter. Uh, how would you rank the Lord of the Rings movies? They're all the same. <laughs> one, two, three. Uh, uh, one, that, two, three. According to this <laughs> ranking, yes, all three are at like 80%. All three are as good. Each one stands on its own as a great movie. I'll tell you why number one has a little bit more of me uh, loving it and giving it a percentage higher. Um, first off, the being blown away by the visualization of something you thought they could never bring to the screen. Right. And then also, I, I love the way that the relationship between Sam Wise and uh frodo is 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 uh is brought together like they they're, they're that the 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 um what they give up what they lose what they're fighting i think there's a more of a visceral emotional feeling to that first one it's in the other movies as well but i think i feel it more in the first one the only reason that 3 would be ranked just a smidge lower for me was that i remember being in the movie theater i'm like oh uh, okay, this is the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? There are so many endings to that. It's like 45 minutes later and it's still going. I, I oh, my God. one thing. <laughs> I forgot to mention that we will probably get together soon in The Hobbit. Yeah. And it's right, true to the book. The end. I mean, it, it's faithful to how the book ends, but, yeah, it just it takes so long See, for not, them to finish it not up. not reading the books? Yeah. I, back one second. <laughs> I, I took a joke. I just remembered I forgot to give you the Book of Arnold. <laughs> what? The Book of... Well, all right, I got to go. Thank, thanks, Gandalf. See ya. Okay. Wait. Oh. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I forgot one other thing. The Stone of Clalaw. <laughs> what? I forget about it. <laughs> Kathy, have you ever seen any of the Lord of the Rings Wait. movies? No, not one. Okay. They're, 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 oh, they're three fantastic. hours long. Oh, my God. I don't know if you'd last oh, a half no, hour. She would. If you ever want to take it out for a spin, the extended cuts, and I have the collection, you're looking at like <laughs> t- t- 10 hours of movies. Yeah, it's you incredible. know what I find incredibly sexy from that movie is the way Liv Tyler speaks. Yes. That, hmm. The way she talks. Like this. And, and when she speaks Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? That was Elvis? Elvis. Elvis. That's right, man. Look at it. You got some pointy ears on you, man. 
Where's where's that ring, man? That's a that's a fine looking ring, man. How about this belt buckle? Look at that, man. That's one Lord Nick, of the belt buckle. I gave one to Nixon. Lord of the buckle. <laughs> that's right, man. I got to throw this. Got to throw this belt buckle into a volcano. Yeah. When you put it on, it makes you really that's fat. Right, man. Yeah. It's really fat. It's magical. <laughs> the ring race can see it when I put it on because my belly sticks out. <laughs> Elvish. Incredibly fat. Oh. Elvish. Elvish. Elvish has left the building. <laughs> Elvish has left the Shire. <laughs> oh. No, what I was saying is when she speaks that way, there's a, there's a scene where she causes the river to rise yeah, and it's and crazy. like, North Nip, that's what it sounds like. It's just Hold on one moment. I must cast the spell. You know who loves that? Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, because he's obviously worked with her a, a number of times, and he will always make her do the dialogue because he finds oh, really? it sexy. Yeah. I find it really hot. By the way, my microphone is soaking wet from the spinning You sound like a pig. Let me go to, let me go to some calls. Uh, I will go to Paul. Hey, Paul, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, uh, <clears throat> rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you get it. What's up, roll. Paul? There you go. Hey, I wanted to ask Steve, aliens. One or two as your favorite. Well, that now you raise a really good one. That's <clears throat> the original on one with with uh, Ridley Scott is brilliant because it's more of a horror movie. Yep. Uh, but number two, James Cameron took this property and made this phenomenal action movie. That's just it's just a, a nail biter from beginning to end. He creates the world. So you know what? I'm going to have to give Aliens a tick higher grade. But understanding that Alien is a masterpiece. Well, that, and that's what that's what you give it a groundbreaking movie yes. like Alien, and then they manage to take it in another direction that pumps it up a little bit more. So that's yes. the difficulty because Alien was so groundbreaking, you kind of almost have to give it an edge because it, they had never really gone there right. with that genre before. And what they did was phenomenal, and how they how they created that world. But then here comes James Cameron comes yeah. in and makes it this Huge. military huge thing with just iconic scenes. It's amazing. What about you, Paul? How would you rank him? Yeah, I agree. Same reasons. Alien, it was like ahead of its time. And didn't Ridley Scott meet the alien actor like in a coffee shop or something? Uh, uh, you, you mean uh, the, the the guy inside the... Um, this, yeah. In the suit? Yeah, quite possible. There's all sorts of legend and lore. In, in Aliens, there's only, I think, two or three alien monster costumes and just through creative shooting. Mm -hmm. They made it look like there were hundreds of them. You know, it's 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 so good. If you haven't seen Aliens in a long time, go back because it's so goddamn good. Yeah, I usually I the, the these series that that, uh, that drag on usually I kind of tap out after the third in most scenarios, um, except for Rocky. Uh, again, you know, went through all those. And by the way, let's let's go with that Rocky uh, one, two, and three. How would you rank those? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one, two, three. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, at the third movie with Clubber Lang, which is a, a, a lot of fun, mm. but it, it becomes cartoony, yep, and it becomes a lot, a lot more ridiculous yep. and and a lot more superheroy. It lost a huge chunk of what the original movie brought, yeah. Which Rocky Balboa brings back, brings yeah. it back, and, yep. and so that's the original Rocky. This 
blue-collar guy, this guy, the way it's depicted, the performances, everything is pitch perfect. And by the third one, he is completely tanned up, shredded. Right. <laughs> I don't know how you guys remember all of this. Like, I've seen all of the Rocky movies. I couldn't tell you which one I liked best. I just, yeah. I don't know. I saw them. The first they, they one. They all kind of blend together for you? Yeah, like, I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And, I, and, like, I'll watch a movie and immediately after forget the character's name. <laughs> oh, my God. Me too. <laughs> Number one was the first one. Number two was the second one. Ah. And number three was the third one. Okay. Wait, wait. Say that again? All right, it goes like this. <laughs> number one was the first one. Number two was the second. And number three was the third. Okay. I think oh. we got it all cleared. Now. Okay, now on to Rambo then. <laughs> but Rocky, right, it goes. Number one was the first. Right. And number two was the second. And then we went in a different direction. We made number three the third one. Right. Because <laughs> Rambo wasn't even called Rambo. It was Rambo called First, first Blood. Blood. First it Blood, yeah. Which right. always throws me off. Yeah, so you have Rambo, so you have First Blood, and then what was two? First Second Blood Part Blood, Two. First Blood Part Two. Four weddings and a Rambo. And then three was Rambo Three, Rambo of Paradise. Rambo of Paradise. <laughs> uh, I would put, I thought you number... You stop eating your snot. I'm <laughs> sick. Booger. Booger. I'm going to blow your hump coming for you. Uh, I I liked one a lot. Uh, and, and part of it was that... Um, Part of the Stallone was quiet for most of that movie. That, he, he had very little dialogue. That was actually Stallone's input on that. They had him actually, there was sort of a voiceover narration, supposedly, in the original script, and they'd shot it, where he was, you know, now I'm going to eat a squirrel. <laughs> I'm going to go into this cave here. And it would really benefit from some throw pillows and things, but I don't have time for that. Um, and so they left. They realized you would be better off seeing the world's reaction and the, their reaction to this enigmatic guy. That's yeah. like when, when, when um, you know, Richard Crano says you're going to need body bags, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Good supply of yeah. body bags. Dude. You're going to need them just, you know, to carry your stuff, too. I love, me. I love that speech from him. He's been trained to ignore pain. Yeah. They eat things. They make a billy goat puke. Yeah. This is his delivery and the whole thing. I could eat things that would make a billy goat puke. Num, num, num. Num, 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 num. <laughs> you know what I find, actually, if you just have Kraft Miracle Whip. That's it? it? It's really, if you're out in the woods and you're eating a billy goat's butthole, you put a little Miracle Whip on it, and it it's not too bad. <laughs> You got to make do, man. I mean, look. You got to let it show a little flair, yeah. you know? Season yeah. to taste. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating, I was having, I was sitting there watching the sunset, and I'm popping, you know, uh, squirrel rectums. These <laughs> are pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if you have like a dipping sauce, like, a, like an aioli. <laughs> He's resourceful. He's very yeah. resourceful. It's, that was the thing about Rambo. He could come, he could whip together <laughs> Absolutely. a nice aioli out in the you middle. You unexpected guest drop by of uh, the woods in the Pacific Northwest. Why didn't you tell me you were coming? <laughs> this is my cave. That's my collection of squirrel records. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, we just kind of scratched the surface on this. It's an interesting uh, peek into. Uh, movie trilogies and and where this guy ranked them, which by the way, so Tyrone had, had uh, posted this on Instagram, but it was created by an artist named Don Meth. Yeah, no Dan Meth. <laughs> That's what it says. Don, Don Meth. Why can't you can't, yeah. you can't keep focus? But uh, 
Damn, Matthew, it's very difficult to talk to. But apparently there's a uh, a second one that's out there as well, but the movies aren't quite as iconic. I'm looking No, at and I'm also looking at some of these. I don't even remember there being a third one of some of these. Like Mannequin? Yeah. There was, yeah. A, th- there was a third short circuit? <laughs> yeah, something oh, like straight horrible. to video. Uh, also, on this original uh, trilogy meter, it has Batman, but I don't know which Batman series it's talking about. I don't know yeah. if it's Dark Knight or Batman Begins. Or That's like... a good question, Nick, uh, because I could definitely go. Uh, th- that needs to be verified. I, probably they're going by the first one. Yeah, I would think. So, um, all right. Well, anyhow, it's an interesting movie conversation. You and your friends can take a, a peek at if you get a chance. I want to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You can try, you can try, but the dead don't die. Jelly roll. Aaron Jones. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We've passed the uh, the midpoint of August, so, you know, school mode is something that's kind of... unbelievable. ...phase in, and yeah. I'm not sure when um, uh, students will report to colleges and, and get set up for living, you know... It's happening now. 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 yeah. Well, then this is the perfect time to bring up this subject. Uh, BuzzFeed uh, reached out and asked for the worst roommate horror stories, and of course... There's, There's always tons. tons they of they them. get and and new ones get generated all the time. I wonder though, like last year, there's not a lot going on, no, right? Yeah, a lot of them were home. Uh, I had my neighbor is going to Westchester, and she was home for uh, the well, she was home for all of the semester uh, or all of the year, and then uh, during the summer she did some sort of semester where she was able to go and have a roommate and have a roommate. I think, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I thought I'd share some of these stories just to prepare you uh, in case uh, you have an unsavory uh, experience. You're not alone. Right. Yeah. Um, so there there are several of these that came in. And, and if you want to certainly share an interesting roommate story, uh, feel free to call us at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, this one says, uh, I had a roommate who dated a guy who stole our flat screen TV and sold it for an ounce of weed. <laughs> when my other roommate and I found out, we asked our landlord because it was a landlord provided TV. Right. So we asked our landlord to terminate her lease immediately. Uh, she ended up coming back with her boyfriend and a gang of people and burglarized the entire building. Oh. Three apartments. So, I mean, just flat out criminals. Okay. You know? Yes. Uh, and that, there's no way a lot of times you would know that when you first no. move in with someone. No. They never put it as part of their thing. Right. What are you into? Yeah. Larceny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robbery. Um, a lot of it's, uh, it, I mean, it is different than from when we went to college because they can, you know, they can almost meet like with FaceTime and all that right. stuff. Like they're, they're meeting and they're getting to know their roommate much more than we did, where we just, like, I just showed show up, up and, uh, and I was you ma- get what you get. matched yeah. with this girl, and we had to uh, fill out, you know, a questionnaire before we went. And um, How elaborate was that questionnaire? Well, it was things like, do you smoke? Do you uh, lazy your beef? No, mm-hmm. and, like, your, your hobbies, like, like uh, the girl that I originally lived with um, played softball. Like, we had absolutely, okay. I, I don't know how they matched us, because we had absolutely nothing in common. <laughs> she might have lied on her questionnaire. Well, Casey, because that's her- what I said. She, yeah. she probably lied because of her parents. She wow. said she didn't smoke she was a smoker she smoked in the room I, what? like oh it drove me nuts i moved i moved out before we were like allowed to move out and the okay. R, the ra was like you have to go back to your room i was like 
I'm not going back there. Hey, question. Yeah. Sorry. Did you yeah. call, did you call her out and say, "Look, you said on this survey you don't smoke," or you just no, didn't do because, it? No, because I did yeah. it because I well because I she wasn't doing it in front of me. Like she, I would leave the room. She would smoke, probably blow it out the window in the you know. But we had like oh, cinder on. block walls with yeah. a tiny window, right. and you know. So when you came in, it it smelled like smoke. She wasn't doing it in front of me, but like I again, I didn't know her. I knew yeah. nothing about her. She wasn't a friend, so I wasn't gonna be like you're smoking. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, my roommate and I freshman year, we ended up, we had each other's phone numbers and we talked on the phone once or twice prior to moving in. And we were able to, okay, well, listen, I have the TV. I have a stereo. You know, you don't need two TVs. You don't need two stereos. I don't need two of these. You know, so we did that. We talked about, you know, things like smoking. Do you smoke? Yeah, yeah I smoke sometimes or, you know. Uh, and so my roommate, my freshman year and I, uh, we had zero issues. I think the only issue we ever fell into uh, was uh, we ended up sort of pining after the same girl. Oh, uh, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, but I pined first, so I, I called dibs. You called dibs? <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, you don't get to call dibs. She gets to call dibs, right? So, <laughs> oh, she has a say in it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As oh, it I turns see, yeah, out, yeah. they have a say first. Right. And who, she picked me. She took you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So dibs were called. Yeah. Did you openly have uh, relations in front of this roommate? No. Just to make him really jealous? No. On no. him? One time. One time. <laughs> One time. Uh, but, uh, you know, when I wasn't like, but anyway, uh, I didn't know it was, I didn't, I, I thought it was clear that I had liked this girl and she was around so much to hang out with me right. that he ended up well, kind of well, falling for her as well. Same deal. Well, I'll yeah. tell you this. So so let me ask you then. Is I assume it's standard practice now you're talking about in this day and age where you can actually sort of uh, uh, communicate vis-a-vis -vis Zoom or whatever and you get, get to know each other. But um, uh, are there colleges that simply just say you get what you get? Um, we're just putting oh, you together. No. I, I mean, mean to me, well, that, that would be fraught well, yeah. with peril. But, the, I mean, that that was my situation. Right, yeah. I mean, yes, we but filled out. But she said she, did, she lied. Well, we, so. well, no, we filled out the questionnaire, yeah. but we didn't get to pick each other. We oh. were put together by the school. Real quick, let me read this. Uh, it says, uh, once after coming back from class, I opened the door and immediately started tearing up and coughing. Turns out she and her friend... We're drinking and thought it would be funny to pepper spray the entire room. <laughs> oh, my God. Pepper all spray. The all the sheets had to be changed because they sprayed it directly on my bed for some reason. I had to camp in my friend's room until the next day. She ended up cleaning everything, but still, who does that? That's a lunatic. Let me let me get a call real quick here. I'm going to go to Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Nicole? So, in college, I had a roommate. I came home one day, and I actually caught her... Cleaning her toenails with my toothbrush. Stop it. She what? was cleaning her toenails oh, with oh, your no. toothbrush. So were you that, guys feuding? Oh, it was. It was. All, she was just dirty. She so, was a dirty. So, girl. To, to Casey's question, were you guys having um, issues prior to that, and that was revenge, or she just by happenstance used your toothbrush? Uh, it was just one of those things I caught her doing. We wow. Really problems after that i'll tell you well she clearly had a problem with you because i i um i knew this person is a female who uh prior to breaking up with her boyfriend cleaned the entire bathroom with his toothbrush like she hated this guy and, right. and things were over yeah. and so she wanted to yeah that's like the, the toothbrush is the go-to uh, right is it really well yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah, told me that she didn't know it was my toothbrush I said, we only have two toothbrushes. Right. I thought it was someone else's. Ew, that is just, that, yeah. that's okay. You're all right to murder I, her. And, yeah, what did you I do, thought, Nicole, yeah. at that point? What did you do to confront her about it? I put bleach in her conditioner. <gasps> you put bleach in her conditioner? conditioner? Yeah. Did, did it bleach her hair? 
Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Did you do that before awesome. or after the toothbrush thing? Yeah, there was a good three weeks there where we were just back and forth trying to destroy each other. Oh, wow. God. Wow. And then would you put lye in her Gatorade? <laughs> that would have killed her. I know. I yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Which you're, if you're upping the game, wow, bleach in her conditioner. I like that. Kudos to you, Nicole. <laughs> All right. You know, it's always we'll something I've wanted to see in practice, Preston, is the Private Benjamin putting the blue, uh, the blue dye yeah. in a shower in head. In a shower head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of my friends in college, her roommate um, was a little nutty. And uh, I'll preface this by saying she was not a lesbian and did not like her in any way. But my friend would find her bras in after she would wear them. She would, you know, put them in yeah. the laundry. The roommate would take them out of the laundry, put lipstick on, put kiss marks on her bra, and then put it back in the laundry. So when she would go to do her laundry, she would find kiss marks all over her bra. So her friend was, this roommate, roommate. was clearly a lesbian. Which no, is not- I'm saying they, she wasn't. The girl the girl was not a lesbian. Oh, not why was college, she doing that not then? after. Because she was nuts. She okay. wasn't a lesbian. She was nuts. She just liked to kiss bras? Nah, she she did like other stuff in school. She she was a little crazy. But wow. yeah, she used to put kiss marks on her bra. Here's like, some other, what the hell? Other texts coming in from uh, Nightmare Roommate Stories. Uh, this says, my wife's college roommate used to invite her mom to sleep over in their room unannounced. <laughs> no. That's terrible. That's right out of the Goldbergs. <laughs> and her and her mom would share a bed. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, this is his old roommate from hell would leave her poop-filled underwear in her living room closet. She was of sound mind. She just would throw it in there, it says. Okay. Poop-filled? Yeah. So what about using the bathroom? And his last one says, uh, freshman year roommate sold weed. I'd wake up at like 3 a.m. on weekdays to strangers in the room buying drugs. So just a regular yeah. drug dealer yeah. in I lived, the room. I, I bet lived, you that's pretty common. I lived with 10 girls at one point. Oh. We had one huge house, and there were 10 of us in there. And How many per room? Two per room? Uh, except, no, me and, no, three of us had our own rooms. Um, because Out of ten, it could, did all of you get along great? No! Okay, I didn't think so. There's no way, right? <laughs> no. All right, so yeah. what, three of you guys had your own rooms, which means somebody had a triple. Yes, somebody did have a triple. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, was that the bra kisser? But it was like a huge... Like, upstairs was huge. It, yeah. it was a very big house. Right. How many um, bathrooms? There, oh, there was uh, there was only two bathrooms. Wow, yeah. ten people. I was in a nine like suite with one bathroom, and there was so much hair on the wall of the shower. Oh my god! Oh, my god. oh we had yeah, that's a, a thing, right? It's oh a thing. Yeah. Just put your hair there, and sometimes you forget to clean it off, or sometimes you just don't care and you leave it for the next person. You don't right. care about the hair there. Right. I would say, uh, <laughs> you ever see? There was a, uh, a Shark Tank thing where somebody came up with an invention that was basically to remove that disgusting hair from the... Uh, now obviously, I don't deal with it because I'm bald and I mm-hmm. have my own shower, but... Yeah, that's disgusting when you see hair stuck to the, the oh, wall. Well, you're supposed to, if you put your hair there, you're supposed to take it down before right. you get out of yeah. the shower. But we had a chore chart, so everybody <laughs> had to follow the chore oh, chart. And, and yeah, when it was bathroom week, oh God, it was awful. Oh, so two God. bathrooms for seven women? Uh, Nine, no, it was, ten. It, was, it was ten. ten. Yeah, oh. at one point it was ten. Uh, yes, and it, it just, w- and no, like you got, I got along maybe with two people. <laughs> like it was, and we chose each other. It, it wasn't... So seven right. others didn't like you. Mm. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think anybody liked well, me in that house. The bathroom situation sucked bec- uh, on, on the weekends because we, we you know, had cleaning people that cleaned the bathrooms, but... You had cleaning people? Well, I lived on campus. It, like, in a house, though? Yeah, yeah, it was an on-campus oh, we house. we didn't have that. Yeah, no, it was on-campus house. It was on-campus... Ca- awesome. It was campus housing, but... 
uh, they didn't clean Saturdays and Sundays. So if somebody yacked in the bathroom and left Ew, it, yeah. it, I mean, it stayed in there all They cleaned up your throw weekend. up? I didn't clean it up. I no, didn't no, throw the up. No, cl- no, the cleaning yeah. people? That's, yeah. Well, wow. So wow. that's almost like a hotel level. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's disgusting. Let me go to uh, Brian. This is an interesting one. Hey, Brian, good morning. Yo, Brian, you're on the air, buddy. Uh, you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I went to Widener about a while ago, graduated in 2010. My senior year, I had a four-person suite, two bedrooms, two people each, and I unfortunately got the male prostitute in my room. You had a male prostitute in your room? Yeah, and he used our room to conduct his business. <laughs> so he would have clients come in, uh, and what were, were these? What men, were these women like? Men or, or men? women? Sorry, what was that? Were, were they men or women that he was servicing, or both? Uh, they were women. Okay. Older women? No, they were college age from like Westchester. What? There are college age women that are you don't paying have prostitutes. To pay for yeah, right. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. (laughs) In fact, you can make money money as a woman. Was he an actual prostitute, or are you just saying he slept around? He got paid. Uh, I saw money exchange. All right, wait a second. Let me ask you, Brian. Was he, like, super good-looking or something? Um, I guess. I mean, he was, like, a ball-set guy. Like a what? He was a ball-set guy? He was a ball-set guy. Oh, yeah, I know those guys. (laughs) Yeah, women are, like, huge (laughs) ball-sacks. Uh, tall, fit guy. Tall, tall, fit guy. Okay. Not a ball sack. Right, so, guy. how often was he turning tricks? Uh, a couple times a week. Wow! At college with college age women. Were you college is where? You... <laughs> yeah, so I started sleeping in the living room until he got mad that I was. He thought I was making him look bad, so then I moved out. You moved out. Wow. Were you ever tempted to? Uh... It it worked out because I, I uh, became an RA and got my own free apartment. Oh, all right. Up. All right, cool. All right. Interesting. All right, thanks, a male Brian. prostitute at college servicing co-eds. That's a... What? That's an achievement right Yes. There. That's uh, wow. That's what you call bringing sand to the beach. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to go to Scott. Hi, Scott. Uh, you're on. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. It's all good, my man. What's up? Uh, so freshman year, I had two roommates, right? And the one before he went for a date decided to shave his pubic hair on our mutual bathroom floor. But oh, the man. problem in and of that itself is that he decided not to clean it up. Ew. So my third roommate got extremely pissed off about it, took a dustpan, swept up all the pubes on the bathroom floor, which oh, I'm yeah. sure had other gross stuff on it, too, uh-huh. before yep. freshman. Yeah. And then he put all the pubes and whatever else was on the floor into the guy's giant jug of protein powder. Oh, <laughs> So when this guy went to the gym like three times a week, he was drinking his own puke. That's a contest. This this dude is hairy. He he didn't even know that it happened, the guy that was drinking his pubes, until he took this healthy sip and pulled this long, curly hair out of it. Oh, my God. That's excellent. Well, have we ever done that? We've had the, the... we have people eat pizza. them. Yeah, yeah we yeah. did hair pie. We right. put it on pizza. But drinking, no, that's disgusting. That's nasty. It was horrifying, man. It was horrifying. And then on top of that, to make it even worse, after he scooped the pubes into his protein powder, I kid you not, he took the guy's toothbrush and ran it around the underside lip of the toilet. Yeah, that's a, that's a common See, told you the toothbrush yeah, is a go-to. Yeah. All right, thanks, yeah, Scott. I love it. See you, man. Jesus. I thought he was going to say he put it uh, on his pillow, because we used to do that with the dishes. Pubes? No, yeah, the, like I thought he was going to say yeah. he scooped... He 
he he scooped it up and put it in the in the guy's bed because we used to take the dirty dishes. If you left dirty dishes in the sink, they went in your bed. And like, would you put the cover over them and everything? Oh, yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah, or under the oh, pillow. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that. See that that. Uh, yeah, there, there. You've that would drive me crazy. That that sort of just you, you got to clean up your own stuff. I would that would just send me over the top. God, we I there's so many stories like about my roommates. They weren't they weren't terrible. Besides the the first roommate, did they leave year. their, their, their poop was, underwear in the closet? No, but when you when you live with that many girls, like there yeah. was one that you know she she liked sex so with different people and uh, how many people i i don't know yeah. we like you know it was it was an old house so you yeah. could hear like right. you know right. we knew and that when <laughs> that's definitely a common one uh this t- uh, tweet that came through says my roommate freshman year at uh, uarts uh spent a friday night listening to every version of the song mad world possibly on repeat for hours while meowing on the phone to her long distance boyfriend Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> my, uh, my friend, he was in a triple uh, his freshman year, and, and this isn't a bad roommate story. This is amazing. His roommates went home every weekend. So wow. left him to the place he had. And Good so for when, him. if you had a triple, like your room was way yeah. bigger than, than a normal room. And so he had this all to himself every single weekend. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, we'll go back to the horror stories. They have Stu. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? Good. What's up, bud? I had a roommate back in 2000, so I'm old, but he got a second-degree sunburn, and for the week after, shit, a recliner in the living room to the point he had a semicircle of skin around his feet. So he was, he okay, so he got this nasty sunburn, and he was shedding his skin, and he what was, was he like? like was a- was he, was he picking it off? Like yeah, he was picking he was it off and like leaving it there? Oh. It was like a, it literally was in a circle around <clears> his <throat> quote-unquote chair. I oh, mean, nasty. You gotta, you, you're like Listen. subhuman if you're doing that kind it's, of crap and you're sharing the, the place with other people. For just, you know. And, you know, I mean, we lived, in a, we lived in a frat house, you know, fraternity residence, if you want to say that or whatever, but that was the cake. Like, that was the, the cream, the cherry on top of the gross scale was wow. the, the semicircle of skin. Thanks, dude. This is in the shake still with. At, at a frat, as, as, and you were in a fraternity, Casey, as much partying as there is going on and all that stuff, there is still, there's still responsibility. You don't, aren't, don't people, no, I guess not. I well, no, well, my, 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 well, hang on. My, like, um, part of it is to keep things in order, right? My uh, experience was way different than, let's say, Nick's. Nick lived in a fraternity house that was off campus where, you know, you, um, you act, but they also had a house mom, yeah, you but, know? They had a house mom? So, yeah. Yeah, so, well, at least, I mean, I can speak to Westchester. So they, the fraternities were not, they were uh, sanctioned by the school, but the fraternity houses were not. So the fraternity houses were off campus, so they were a mess. They were disgusting. Okay. They, yeah. There were parties in the basement. I mean, right. they, those were the best parties you could like possibly go house to. Like Animal House stuff. Like yeah. Animal House stuff, absolutely. There were there were chickens in the house, <laughs> like jungle juice in trash cans that we yeah. were drinking. I mean, it was full on that. But there are also responsibilities that go with being in Greek life and being in a fraternity or a sorority. So we would have to go to meetings every Sunday. We had, you know, Thursday nights. We had mixers with the other fraternities and things like that. So there were things um, through the school that you had to do. There was, you know, obviously there was some sort of charity you were related to. You you raised money. You did actual things. Right. Okay. Uh, here's uh, here another example uh, that I saw. It says, uh, I moved in, uh, I moved to the city 
Had a friend say she wanted to move there, too, and I told her to uh, to do so and that she could stay with me until she found her own place. It says, big mistake. Uh, anyway, I used an epilator to get rid of my leg hair. I usually lay a towel down on the bathroom floor, and when I'm done, I shake the towel out the window. It's only leg hair. She decided she wanted to try to epilate instead of shave. I told her the machines can be pricey. She's welcome to use mine if she sees something she'd like to invest in. I come home and go to the kitchen. There's pubes everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stuck to the wall. What's on with the, floor, the pubes? Everywhere. I told her to clean it up as soon as possible, and it's where we eat our food, and I was having people over for my birthday. She cleaned it up by sweeping the floor only. When my friends put my birthday cake on the table, you could see the pubes merely inches Dear away, God. stuck to the wall, lying on the table. Oh, and after that, I found out she broke the epilator, too. So, Jeez. the pubes already, folks. And just all you got to do is clean up after. I mean, pubes of all things. Yeah. You put that, you're supposed to put that stuff in your creatine. Right. That's, yeah. we've, we've learned that this morning. Uh, this one says, uh, stole another housemate's ID, opened a bank account in their name, stole a check. Uh, from a housemate, wrote it to himself using the name on his fake account so that he could pin it on someone else. Thankfully, his plan didn't work because we were already getting suspicious of him. Our house was a lot happier after we kicked him out. So it's that, that was a, yet That's another just a criminal. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tolerate it. Thank God. I, so I went to a commuter college, so I didn't have any experience with this sort of stuff. But I would have freaked the hell out. Here's another one that says, uh, an old roommate of mine would not flush the toilet. Oh. Ah! It's like he didn't know that it was possible to dispose of poop and pee by pulling a handle. Oh, and he would vomit almost every day and never once clean up the poop stains that he left in the toilet. That one is always a head scratcher to me. No, walking in and seeing an unflushed toilet can't take it. I mean, it's why there's a mechanism there in our. We have automatic automatic toilet flushers yeah. here. Sometimes yeah. they don't work. You always make sure that it flushes before you leave the bathroom. And yep. here's the deal: if if or you're a dead man, if for some reason you don't do that to I don't know save water. Just know that the next person in there is going to flush it before they do their business. Yeah, so you're not saving you're right. water. You're absolutely yeah. Right it's not some sort of joint effort. Yeah. Uh, let me go to one more call, and then we got to take a break. I'm going to go to uh, Austin. Austin, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ed, sir. What's up? I had a roommate freshman year. I just graduated a few years ago, and he would have sex in my bed. In your bed? In with, the bed. With you? A, so it was a triple. The room was a double, but we had three guys in there, and I was the bottom bed. They both had top beds, and they'd have sex in my bed. Not when I was there, but I'd come back. I made sure to be out of there as much as possible. But I'd come back. bed would be all disheveled. Never saw any stains, but I knew... That was what was happening because one time they were just sitting on the bed, and I think they like heard me coming in or something. I don't know, but I am like ninety nine percent sure that they had sex in my bed. So, so no, no stains, no wet spots, no nothing. No stains, but I mean, I'd wash the sheets as soon as I as soon as I burn the sheets. Right, right. I'm washing the whole bed. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's a regular too. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Well, people are starting to uh, to uh, meet their new roommates now, getting ready for the uh, uh, the semester and all that. So good luck. We Godspeed. We wish yeah. you the best. Trim your pews before you go to school. And no matter what, even even if you do get to meet people ahead of time via Zoom or whatever it may be, you still can only tell so much by yeah. that until you get in, live yeah. with somebody. You, live with them. you find out what it's all about. We gotta take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Stay there. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. 
Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR presents Preston Steve's Bizarre Final. From clogged toilets to dripping faucets, Horizon Services plumbing professionals are there when you need them. Horizon also arrives same day or you don't pay. Book in seconds at Horizon. Easy book. Police in Florida say they responded to a home in Naples after getting a 911 uh, call up. They found the home belonged to a woman named Joanna Zelinsky and that she shares it with her sister. Well, the sister told police that they were drinking together when at some point she got tired, but Zelinsky wanted to stay up drinking. She then reports Zelinsky went crazy and attacked her with an EpiPen. An EpiPen? Stabbing her multiple times, including on her left thigh where a welt had formed. When asked about the incident, Zelinsky told police... I'm allergic to drunk, so I injected her with the EpiPen so she wouldn't be drunk anymore. What's the big deal? First responders on the scene say that the victim wasn't actually injected with any of the medication during the incident. Uh, that would be an issue, would it not? I pro- would, maybe. Would it? If you weren't a I'm not sure. patient using it and you got injected with an EpiPen, what would yeah. be... Was it histamine that's in there or something Usually, like that? Usually, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the EpiPen was actually prescribed to Zelensky. Uh, she was arrested on battery, a domestic violence charge as well. A bear injured a woman's ass yeah. while she was using an outhouse last week on a backcountry trip. Mm, this one's got chocolate inside. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Shannon Stevens uh, was at uh, Shilkat Lake, and now and they were staying on what's called a yurt. Yes. I don't know a what a yurt is. Yeah. What's yeah. a yurt? A tent, basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for the weekend with her brother, Eric, and his girlfriend. Well, after... It's like yurt and Ernie. After the free... <laughs> no, it's Yurney and Ernie. Yurney. After the three made sausages for dinner over an open fire Saturday evening, Shannon went to use the outhouse. She said, normally when we're out there in the summer, on the fall, in the fall, I'm used to... Uh, or the fall, I'm used to shouting, hey, bear, the whole way... Uh, but it was a dead of winter, so I didn't think to do that this time. And I got in there and sat down on the toilet seat, and something immediately bit me on my butt. I jumped up and screamed. Eric rushed to the outhouse to investigate. He lifted the toilet seat's lid, and right at the level of the toilet seat, maybe an inch or two below, 
was a gigantic bear face looking right back up me. It was inside it. Okay, so I, I, I saw this story, Preston, and I, I I thought that would have to be the only way, but how would a bear get in there? I don't know. The two ran back to the yurt. Oh, my God. I just had the best ass I've ever tasted. <laughs> and cleaned Shannon Stevens' wound. Uh, it which, tasted like bourbon. Which he described as a single puncture. Uh, she wow. said she ultimately, She's very lucky. She wasn't sure if her injury was a bite or a claw mark. Uh, the three meant, uh, spent the night at the yurt and found tracks the next morning near the outhouse. Uh, Alaska Department of Fish and Game investigated the incident, and after looking at photos of tracks and taking into account other reports of bear activity in the area, uh, they said they believed the culprit was a black bear. So, mm. Yes, sir. Bit me directly in the butt top. <laughs> I believe our friend Tim Graham stayed in a nice yurt. He did, and I think it was Yellowstone. Yellowstone, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yurt crazy. A lot of the restaurants are using them for outdoor dining. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's also a good crossword puzzle clue. Yurt. 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 Uh, a home invasion Monday turned deadly after an elderly couple fought off the suspect. 82-year-old Herbert Parrish and his 79-year-old wife Lo- Lois uh, said that it was a normal Monday for them when they heard a knock at the back door around 2 in the afternoon. Lois said, I opened the door and he said he was looking for his little white chihuahua and wanted to know if I saw it and I told him no I didn't. And that's when the situation became violent. Lois said that she was closing the door. The man who was now have been who has now been identified as 61-year-old Harold Runnels pushed his way inside. And according to a police report, Runnels pulled out a large knife and began attacking Mrs. Parrish. Ah. Well, Herbert said, "I felt that we were gone. I thought he was going to kill us and take what he can take." <gasps> And that's when, listen to what he did. So the Vietnam veteran decided to fight back. He said he was not going to get out that door and, and leave us alive. And that's what the way I felt. That's why I said I got to do something quick and get the edge on him. Herbert was able to act quickly. He grabbed a hold of a shotgun that was hanging nice. on the wall by the door. He didn't shoot him, though. So Paris said he then hit the intruder with the barrel of the firearm Whoa. until Runnels was unconscious. He said, I started hitting him in the head with the barrel. And I know I must have hit him at least ten times right in the face, just as hard as I could hit him. You clock someone with a shotgun? Dude, he beat him to death. Whoa. Wow. Runnels died at the University Medical Center later Monday night from the injuries he sustained during the attack. Uh, both Herbert and Lois were uninjured in the intrusion. I mean, he was just fighting back. It was a home intruder with a knife. Yes. Uh, both were expected to fully recover, but wow, man. Mm. I'm going to do one more story. Tr- turned in their BJ coin that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're getting it all right. You deserve it for protecting me. And then we'll do one more, and we will uh, wrap. A couple say that a man who broke into their home on Monday made himself comfortable. He even took a bath. Uh, and they I just have to say your place is so comfortable. The couple had arrived home from a weekend away and found a strange car in their garage. Deputies say 34-year-old Sean... A shoemaker of Norway was found inside. The couple say he he took a candlelit bath, in, Steve, in their walk-in tub. Oh, I love I the walk-in tub. I'm to be in one of those. And they made us some snickerdoodles. And he ate their food and rearranged items in their home as well. I just want to use a walk-in tub once. It, it looks cool. A tub that you could sit up in and close the door is very cool. A shoemaker was arrested and charged with burglary, theft, and violation of a protection well, from abuse order. As far as thieves go, at least there was no damn. At least he wasn't yeah. trying to knife them like the other guy. He rearranged the furniture. Yeah. All right, and there Oof. you go. That's what okay. The walk-in tub, though, you have to get in and then fill it, right? Yes. Yeah. I you, would, th- you I would keep think opening so. and closing the doors. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> unless you, unless you do the, the Dukes of Hazard yeah. and hop over the door, and what's the point? What's the point? <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah it's, it's even gotta, harder. 
I would imagine, though, it starts off cold at your feet, and yeah. by the time it gets up to your ankles, maybe it'll be warm case, so if that's your concern. Just or just there. waiting. Just waiting is yeah. the part that I'm... I don't know. The waiting the is always part. the hardest part. <laughs> it is yeah. the hardest it's part. It's the hardest part. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Revivalists. Lincoln Park. The Hooters. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on, Steve? Well, promoter Damon Feldman wishing Bam Margera well as he enters rehab, but asking for advance money he paid to have Margera host an upcoming celebrity boxing event. Feldman says he finally he's finally trying to go legit and is currently working on staging a production of Abita starring Tan Mar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Actress Beanie Feldstein, that's her name. Beanie Feldstein has been cast as Monica Lewinsky in Impeachment, American Crime Story. Feldstein says that the sudden fame has been a lot to swallow and wishes fame would have given her a warning. So. And finally, embarrassing court documents surfacing showing that NBA star Tristan Thompson has only visited his son nine times since his birth in 2016. Thompson says he stopped at nine because he believes the number 10 sounds desperate. <laughs> Oh, a couple of little local references in there this morning. I love it. All right. Thank you, Steve. Our guest is ready to go, and he's got a new book out. It is called Alien Superstar, Hollywood versus the Galaxy. Uh, It's available wherever books are sold. He is one of the greatest uh, guests you can have on. Nicest guy. We just love him to death. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Henry Winkler. Good morning, Henry. Oh my God! What? What a welcome! I'm standing at the phone. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is amazing. You're Thank standing. You. I'm very happy to be with you. The last time I was in Philly, we I was there with my wife, and we went to a restaurant, a new restaurant, a fusion restaurant called Scorpio. I think. Ooh, oh, okay. There's so oh many great restaurants God, in this it town. Was, it was delicious. Oh, excellent. Well, I got to put that on the list. And you have to come back. Yes, most definitely. I can't wait to come back. You know, the world stopped. Yeah. And I, I can't wait for everyone to um, to calm down and uh, get on board and so we can all live our lives again. Hey, Henry, I want to start by sharing a story with you that was just told to us by our assistant program director, Chuck, who works here. And he was letting us know about your book series and how important it was to his son. He couldn't get his son to read anything. And then he said that these following books came along. I got a D in salami, and there's a zombie in my bathtub. And he said that they were game changers for his son to sit down and read a book cover to cover, and he had to do like a like a diorama or yeah. report, report on it and all this stuff, and it is so important to him oh, that, uh, that these books so exist. Those are the first books that Lynn Oliver and I wrote. They are the story of my life as a dyslexic. Uh, uh, I, there are one out of five children have some sort of learning challenge. Okay. And you know, what I realized is that uh, we just put out today Alien Superstar, Hollywood versus the Galaxy. But all of the characters that we write 
are like on the outside looking in. They all want to be, I want to be like them, but I, I don't know if I can. And it's all about the challenge of meeting and being authentic. Love that. And we put them into comedies because we believe comedy is the gateway to a reader. I agree. It, it's got to be amazing if you stop and think about it. And and and, and from what I understand, I, I rewatched the uh, the interview you did on uh, Sunday morning with Moraka, and uh, you were thirty one. I think it was the age at which you read your first book because of your dyslexia. And, That's right. And here you are, some thirty books into being an author. That has got to you be know, amazing. I, I have to tell you, I. Uh, I'm, we're going to have a grandchild in about 10 days, so that will be our sixth grandchild. I am outside of my family. I am, no matter what I have done in my life, no matter what award I've won, I am proudest of the books we write. That's something. An alien superstar Hollywood versus the galaxy has its birthday today. Well, you know, it's about an alien who must leave his planet or they will make him into an automaton. He'll lose his personality. Oh. He flies across the universe and lands on the back lot of Universal Studios. <laughs> Who's going to question a rocket ship on the back lot of a movie studio? Right. I love that. And I don't, know what, I don't know how it happens, but he gets a job. <laughs> As a uh, uh, as a star on a sitcom as an alien, because he's already got the costume. <laughs> no, that's great. You know, I was reading the, the Kirkus review. They they loved it. They loved the series. They they called this uh, current Hollywood versus the uh, the galaxy um, a rousing adventure. But I mean, with all of this stuff and you being so proud of this, uh, and and they were making the case that the what your all the stuff that you've committed, the storyline is is intricate but yet fun and. So have you and you've produced you've directed um you know have, is there any perhaps down the road uh, uh thought about putting this on screen and making a series out of this you know right now uh lynn oliver and i are working with team coco uh with uh, conan o'brien's company uh to bring this to an animation uh, we're at the, we just had a meeting yesterday um, so, yes, absolutely. But writing it is so much fun. Yeah. Lynn and I, uh, you know, I talk, Lynn types. Then Lynn gets an idea. She types. I wait. We <laughs> argue over every word because <laughs> each word is important. And boom, here's our 37th novel. There's 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 something so uh, when you we were all had a, we had a conversation one day that the first book we read as a, as a kid the one that got us going you know and then um, right. uh, and what a what a pivotal thing that is and how exciting that is and I remember years ago was, I think it was Happy Days it had to be Happy Days you were the Fonz got a library card oh yeah and That's right. I remember the explosion in kids getting library cards because that used to be something my father and my little brother and I would do every weekend we go at some point to the library and take out books whatever we wanted and and that is such an essential wonderful thing uh, and the fact that you're now facilitating that with your book series it's just got to be the pinnacle well I, I gotta tell you that I said uh, one line on the show hey look at this Richie you can get a library card <laughs> and registration for library cards went up 500% in the next two weeks that's incredible it's incredible. So now I go to the library. It's close to my apartment in Manhattan. 
I take out like the call of the wild by Jack London yeah. because I wanted so badly to be part of the process. And that book sat on my desk mm. until it was time to bring back. I couldn't read. Oh. I read my first novel when I was 31 years old. Yeah. Wow. Um, every... It was so difficult for me. And now I'm part of a partnership with Lynn Oliver where we write these children's novels. And we're, this is number 37. It, it, it never ceases to amaze me. Emery, since we only have a few minutes with you, I, I did want to ask about something you tweeted out the other day. And it was uh, some uh, yeah. pictures from... Uh, from uh, Night Shift, and you just said it was one of your all-time favorites. And Steve and I here have been all morning long just talking movie. about our favorite movie, our favorite moments yeah. from that movie. Launched Michael Keaton's career, relaunched you at, out of a, a kind of a, a, a type that you had been placed in, uh, and it just looked like it was a blast. I mean, not only for it viewers but for blast. somebody working. It was Ron Howard's first wow. major studio movie. He said, be in it. You can play whoever you want. <laughs> I thought, Billy Blaze, well, I played the Fonz, and he was very flamboyant. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to play Chuck. I'm going to play Richie. Uh. I'm going to just switch it up. And and that's how I chose the part. And it still holds up. Oh, it does. You are, you are uh, brilliant. Night Shift yeah. is still funny. You are brilliant in this movie because you became the schlub. We talked about the scene where they get... The guy, delivery guy, gets your sandwich order wrong and then rubs it down the doorway. And there's just one way after another. And you are pitch perfect in this insanity. And we were howling at the... Yeah, for people who haven't seen it, you need to see it. Do you know when when the dog comes running at me down the hallway, (laughs) my only suggestion to Ron Howard in the entire movie was to shoot it in slow motion (laughs) so that it looked like this dog, the slobber flying all over the place, (laughs) is going to rip me to shreds. (laughs) Isn't it remarkable how you've been able to maintain a relationship with Ron? Because, you know, Happy Days, obviously, but then Arrested Development, and and to the present day, you guys are still friends, and he's been an integral part of your life for such a long time. It's got to be kind of fascinating to you, Henry. He just wrote me. He asked me if we were shooting the new season of Barry. Oh, yes. And we're um, four episodes out of eight in. Uh, Barry is on HBO. And it is, I, how thrilled am I that I'm on that show? Well, that show is uh, just amazingly written and, and acted. And you, you have a character like Barry who, for all intents and purposes, is a reprehensible human being. But you're still rooting for him. And, and I, just, yeah, I think the you. show is brilliant. So you guys are four episodes in and, and it's not going to be re- released until March, huh? No, I, I think that's probably it. But, you know, there's a, a brand new movie directed by one of the great directors in the universe, uh, Wes Anderson, called mm-hmm. The French Dispatch. And that opens in just a couple of days in October. Ooh. I also have to bring up the point while we have you on because Monsters at Work, which is uh, in the Monsters oh, Inc. universe. Fritz! <laughs> uh, uh, it's great. Your character is great. And uh, you have Billy Crystal and John Good. Everyone's participating in it, and it's a big hit. Are we going to get more of that? Yes, we just started recording new episodes. And Fritz, he, he, gets, he, he, gets, he gets all caught up in he Well, he doesn't know the right word. He's trying to find the right word. He, you know what? He, he, he has fun. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Uh, Henry, we know you got to run a uh, new book, Alien Superstar, Hollywood versus the Galaxy. Someday, my goal in life 
is to get a hug from Henry Winkler. I just want to hug you, man. We're going to do that. All right. I want that to happen. Henry, we love you. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thank you. Thank you for the conversation. You got it. Henry Winkler, guys. Is there anyone more adorable than that guy? Did you hear him do the five? He did the five. Oh, my God. That was so cool. (laughs) We are going to take a break. We'll be right back. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP.